Adultery is really frowned upon in the Italian-American, Ohio, and Catholic community. I feel like he should have learned something from the dog. He had one girlfriend in high school, and then one boyfriend, and then just a bunch of chicken hawks in between. Oh my god. Welcome to Unethical Podcast. And yes, I don't have any super cute. Recording in progress. Got it. Hey, Lara, can you say recording in progress? Recording in progress. Recording. Okay, that's fine. Don't worry. Richard, can you ask her? Because she likes you more. Lara, can you say recording in progress? You don't have to. Oh, wow, she is so like, fond of me. Nah, not happening. No, she's not fond of anyone. My mom's not going to, if I'm not doing it for my mom, I sure as heck ain't doing it for you, pal. Based on the conversation <laughs> I was listening to when I was in the kitchen, I'm pretty sure she's fond of Richard. Oh, I was sitting on the other side of the computer, if that helps. Plus, she had a chocolate in her hand, like she was in a happy place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Christy. We already saw you. We already saw you, though. You were on uh, her shirt, both shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm already here. So. Yeah, you, you've been here the whole time. And now, now you have chocolate on your face because I'm sure uh, there's chocolate on that uh, pillow behind Bo. So there's probably chocolate on your face in the back too. I'm sure there's chocolate on everything. <laughs> what did we say? We weren't telling Christy. As soon as she's back, Richard. I didn't know that's what we're talking about. I thought we weren't telling her about... Uh, I don't know. Uh, what, I didn't even know what it was about. Total Opener says, I I love informed consent. Since when? Oh, we got it at... <laughs> I love... Not Christy. Consensual... Non consensual. What Sex. is it? Wait, consensual, non informed, non consent is what she likes. Yeah. Um, oh, yep. <laughs> Did you get your eyelashes like actually done, or do you just put falsies on every day? No, I get them stuck on me face. Holy smokers! Yeah, that's you. I love them. You look like a smoke show. Do you get your eyebrows microbladed as well i thought you were gonna say joe you get your mustache wax <laughs> um, yeah. <The> is yes. <laughs> um we nah. knew that one already uh, yeah I, I do get my eyebrows done as well so but i can't lift them much at the moment because my forehead's full of botox so i'm like <laughs> you get everything done <laughs> I went a little bit crazy and got my beard waxed before I went on my cruise and I had acne for about five weeks after all over. So I don't take care of myself at all in any capacity anymore. That fucking sucks when that happens. All right. This is going to be a fucking long one. So you guys want to go? Let's do this. All right. Well, 
Uh, um, I'm purposely not telling you what I've been doing um, just because I know Celeste doesn't like serial killers, but we're doing a serial killer. I, uh, I, 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 Risky. Uh, yes. Yes. Where do the babies C- come Celeste? from? <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately enough, this doesn't have to do anything to do with babies. So no babies, children, no kids, nobody no under kids. the age of 18. Uh, nobody under the age of 18. All right, let's, r- let's rip. Age... I'm happy about it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I usually think I like about true crime. I've been getting a little bit of a slump of the true crime shit. Cause I've listened to so much at this point. It's like, I need to take a break. Um, the thing I like about true crime is I like to, I find it interesting, like how brutal some people can be and serial killers just feel that for me. And I never heard of this one before, which I thought was fucking wild. Cause I've listened to so much true crime and, um, yeah, I don't know why. Like, I I don't know why. Like, he's fucking worse than Gacy. I think he's not as bad as Albert Fish. Second like, time Albert you've Fish. said that. Second time you've yeah. said worse than Gacy. Yeah, yeah. Gacy's pretty. Gacy's bad, but you know what? Gacy's probably worse than this guy because he had thirty three count, like a huge count. This guy has a smaller count. Um, but like, but is he worse? Know. Is he worse than Fritzel? Who is worse than Gacy? No, because Fritzl is actually worse than Gacy. Fritzl just did the same things Gacy did to the same person over a hundred times. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I, I literally have no clue why this didn't get up. There's always like a weird B crew of like serial killers. Like you got all the main guys, like name serial killers. See what you guys get. I bet you it's on my list of eight crew ones. What do you guys got? Dahmer. First Bundy, one probably. Dahmer. Bundy. Ramirez. Uh, yep. BTK. Eileen Warner is a good sure. one. Eileen's the, the woman who usually pops up, like the only woman yeah. who usually pops up in that list. And then obviously Gacy, uh, and then the fucking what's his name? The vampire. That's that's basically that's basically the A crew, right? Then there's the B crew guys that I don't know why they don't get as popular. Uh I think not as good looking. Not as good looking. Uh so maybe just the story's too fucked up because it's pretty fucking fucked up maybe there's just the meter was broken like the fucked up meter was broken after Dahmer because this was after Dahmer so I don't know or Ted Bundy was still around during this time so maybe he was just taking up too much attention maybe they maybe the media just knew at this point like we shouldn't be giving these guys as much attention as we have been it's not really a good idea it never ends really well for any of it but we're here to do that for you today folks <laughs> I that's what exactly what I was gonna say fucking let's give this guy some attention yeah. Um, yeah well in the 70s were a crazy time like if you were gonna try to hide as a serial killer the 70s was sure. like the yeah. era to do it in uh, fucking cell phones falling yeah. every movement like good luck it's hard you have to um, be ambitious security yeah. cameras DNA like, just your aunt's yeah. dna outing you you know what i mean like it's not even you anymore it's your fucking uncle or aunt yeah Fuck. yeah could you imagine uh, the horror sitting there christmas morning and fucking Aunt Mabel opens. I said, "Oh, it's a twenty-three M. This is so fun." And she's like, "I gotta kill Aunt Mabel now." Yeah, <laughs> Mabel, you're dead. You're dead. Hopefully, you can get her before she does the DNA test. Yeah, I, I think this guy. The more I think about, it, the more I write about this guy, which I did way too much. Uh, it's just this guy has zero charisma. He's a fucking dork. It's just not fun. Like, he's just he's not a bod. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> no, for sure. He's not a bard. That's a fucking great way to put it. He's just a piece of shit who did a lot of piece of shit things. Crit failed um, his charisma check. 
<laughs> yeah, terrible. Not one. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's and, for all you players out there. Sorry, that's just a throw out to all you players. We acknowledge you. We see you. You are welcome. <laughs> so this guy also, there's also an ethical question that comes up at the end of this that we can discuss too. It's not just like should players kill. Um, like obviously that's a no. So it has everything I want to talk about, except for the fact he's a dork, and I don't like that part. It's kind of shitty. It's whatever. Why do you have a wait? Why do you have a problem with him being a dork? Because it's boring. He's not. He's unlikable. I think that is phenomenal. If he goes and plays someone and puts them on spikes out the front of his house, and then goes inside with his mates and plays around a D and I think that's fantastic. Yeah, but that's that's good dork. That's not fucking annoying. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about a guy named Robert Andrew Berdella Jr. Or Bob. Oh, this isn't Bob. the ladies' underwear guy, is it? No. Oh, thank God. Bob. I hate that one. No, Bob Berdella. Uh, he's not really, like, there's not too much out there. on. Like, there's a book. Like, I read, I read a couple books on this, actually. And there's not really many podcasts, though, that really cover him that much. So he's not really that known, like I said. Um, so Bob was born on January 31st in 1949 in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. His father, Bob Sr., was a die setter at the Ford plant, and his mother, Mary Louise, was a homemaker. Bo. Very quickly. Sarah, why did you nod when he said Ohio? Because fuck Ohio. <laughs> Mid- oh. Midwest. Midwest. Okay. Lots of serial killers are from there. Got you. I yeah. didn't know where Ohio was. Well, I've, I've, yeah, yeah. And I've met a lot of Ohioans, and uh, um, the majority of them are assholes. Sorry to listeners that are from Ohio. You, you might be chill. <laughs> no, fuck like... that. We're not saying sorry. <laughs> fuck you, Ohio. <laughs> most, <laughs> most Ohioans are just fucking dicks. So I was like, oh, yeah, I was thinking Ohio. That makes sense. You know, whatever. I wasn't even surprised. We've had a lot of American <laughs> guests on this show. And I can recall probably half a dozen times where Ohio was just mentioned in passing and the Americans took their digs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can remember our guests Ohio. doing that more than like three times, probably. That's happened. The only okay. people who right. like Ohioans are other Ohioans. <laughs> so basically, it's the it's the Tasmania of America. Got it. Actually, I think Here. so, yeah, because didn't RJ say it's, it is, didn't he say almost exactly that in the Alien episode? When we were talking about <laughs> Incest Island, and he was like, we have that, it's called Ohio, and it's oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so what's the equivalent in Canada? So Tasmania's our Incest Island. <laughs> Newfoundland. <laughs> Fuck those newfies too. All right. Um, oh, good, excellent. All right. So uh, it's for those who are listening. It's either in America, it's it's Ohio. In Australia, you're from Tasmania, and in Canada, you're from Newfoundland. Sorry, newfies. All right. I've heard things. Uh, I've heard I'm not sorry, seals. Tasmania. I was gonna say it's Quebec too, because Quebec, the, all those Frenchies definitely are incest. I'm just saying it. Sarah has an aunt and uncle that are cousins. <laughs> so to be fair, so do I. No, my dad is, my dad is married to my dad is married to his cousin. Except because, for they're called my parents. She says <laughs> because he was adopted. Okay, but my dad was That's, adopted. But anyway, I've so seen weird lots of documentary area. films. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Same. such a weird gray area. So what happened? She was stuck in a dryer. Or a window yeah. under a bed. <laughs> <laughs> she 
She really wanted good grades, so to help her study. Do I All was... right. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, Bob was also from a typical middle class Italian Roman Catholic family. So let's let's Boo, pile on. Why hey, exactly. Didn't like it. Yeah, let's pile, <laughs> let's pile on. So dad used to work five days at Ford. Mom used to stay at home, take care of the house. Uh, they were actually a well liked family in the community. Bob Jr. was the older of two brothers. His brother's name was Daniel, and he was seven years junior. Bob Jr. <laughs> That's funny. Oh wow. So but the Brunello family went to church every week. Bob and his brother were also enrolled into religious education. While loved by his neighbors, Bob Sr. was a piece of shit behind closed doors. Um, he used to beat on his kids on a regular basis uh... because that's just how you discipline children back then. According to him. Yeah, especially when you're an uh, Italian-American Bob... Ohioan. <laughs> Uh, what are they? What are Roman Catholic? Catholic? Roman yeah, Catholic. Yeah. Remind yeah. me what Roman year Catholic we're in again. Ever. It's like in the seventies, right? They're in the sixties okay. right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is when he's like young, like in his early decade of life. Okay. Five to ten. Uh, Bob Junior was uh, an outsider, like the weird kid right off the bat. Uh, he had bad eyesight, needed glasses, <laughs> like a four-eyed <laughs> dork that he was. Uh, he had, he also had high blood pressure as a kid where he, he took pills like in grade school for high blood pressure. It's because everybody stressed uh, him out with how stupid they were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bob senior favored Daniel because Daniel was different. Daniel was the athletic one. He was handsome. He was popular. Everything Bob junior was not. So this made Bob senior compare Bob junior, uh, to Daniel in a negative way all the time. This also made Bob senior beat the shit out of junior with a belt more often. Because uh, be athletic, bam. Don't be a dork, bam. Uh, that's. Do you think it would have been worse if he hadn't, if he wasn't the one that got his name? You think if yeah, Daniel probably, had been yeah. Bob Junior, he would have left Daniel alone? Exactly, it's a namesake thing for sure, hundred percent. I agree with that. It's like as if you're the one that came. Like you, Daniel could have been Bob. Yeah. Daniel could have been Bob. You're a disgrace uh, to the name Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, teacher said uh, Bob, Bob was actually Bob Jr. was a very smart kid all throughout school. Uh, teacher said that he was hard to teach because of how, quote, aloof he was and the fact that he was bullied all the time. So he didn't even like, he didn't even understand that he was being bullied. That's how much, that's how condescending ah! this guy was. He's just stupid, like too stupid. He's like, he thought everyone else was just like, beneath him so them to make fun of him bob was bullied for he's bullied for his glasses just being the weird kid his teacher said that bob jr didn't know how to socialize with his peers which sounds exactly like it uh by his mid-teens bob jr started to gain a degree of confidence of self-confidence um and that it's the annoying self-confidence when the weird kid gets all annoying by being rude and condescending to everyone so that's that's when he started like mid-teens i'm gonna start being cooler than you I know Sorry. more things. I have a question. You said he was sure. really good in school. So he was coming yeah. home with like straight A's all the time. Good grades. Yeah. I don't and know. His dad was slapping him around because he didn't know how to throw a yeah. ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got into college. Oh, that Snap! sucks. You can't throw a football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, this is, this is typical. It's not that, not like that happens to a lot of people who don't become serial killers. You know what I mean? Their dad doesn't like the fact that they're not athletic. That's a fucking common thing. Yeah, but usually thing. they suck at school too. Well, yeah, usually when they're like, yeah, you're right. So apparently Bob was especially rude to women. He didn't like women. Uh, this is like truth through the rest of his life. 
if a couple came up to him, he would usually only address the man. And if it was just a woman, he would be the definition of mansplaining. Uh, 1965 was This a is big... a good cast. This is a good cast to have in this one. Good one. <laughs> a lesbian <laughs> and two women. Good idea. Yeah. Let's bring a ma- let's bring a woman hater into this conversation. Yeah, he's a piece of shit, this guy. He just hates it. Well, anyways, you'll see. He's a fucking piece of shit. So, uh, if, well, hang on. Uh, hear him out. Yeah, let's hear him out. <laughs> 1965 was a big year for little Bobby Jr. Uh, a couple major things happened in his life. So first, uh, little Bobby has his 16th birthday. Big birthday for kids. <laughs> also, for the first time, Bob Jr. watches the film uh, entitled, the 1965 film entitled The Collector, directed by William Wyler. Is that it's, based uh, on the book? Yes, it's based on the 1963 book by John Fowles, the same name. That is a creepy uh, pretty, fucking book, if I remember correctly. Pretty dark book. Yeah, it's about a lonely and disturbed man named Frederick Clegg who stalks and abducts a young woman named Miranda Gray, who he finds attractive. And then Clegg kidnaps Gray using chloroform to drug her. Comes up from behind, drugs her out. Uh, then he takes her to his house, keeps her in, in his stone windowless basement uh, with the thought that if he keeps her long enough, she's going to fall in love with him. And he holds he holds her for a couple weeks. And by the end, he just regards her as an attractive specimen, like just something, a toy for him to look at. Uh, Gray dies a few weeks later of a disease, despite Clegg trying to keep her alive. Uh, the book slash movie ends with Clegg burying her in his garden, daydreaming of stealing another woman. So that's he just like fully transforms into a psychopath in the book. Honestly, wow. it, was, it was a really good book from what I remember. Oh, it, the movie was up for fucking best direction and best actor and shit like that. The movie was huge too at the time. So it, yeah, it's it's it is a well-renowned book uh, and movie. So later in life, Bob claims that this movie had a lasting impact on the rest of his life. Uh, so that's one thing he, he read, watched the collector, and then another big event in '65 was on Christmas. Uh, the Burdell family took a trip to Canton, Ohio, to visit his relatives. And the evening of their arrival, Bob Senior has a heart attack and dies two days later at the age of thirty-nine. Whoa! Wow. Yeah. High blood pressure must run in the family. God damn! It must. Thirty-nine mm. is very young. Jesus. Uh, worst part for Bob? Well, I shouldn't say for Bob, but it is does affect him too. Is that the day he had a heart attack? His mom just said, "You guys go back home." So he sent the kids back home. And they thought, oh, when he gets better, we'll just come home, just go get stuff set up. And he just died. Bob wasn't even there, or Daniel. They just left. So, so they went home, and they found out, oh, he's dead. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it kind of sucks. A couple of weeks after Bob Sr. dies, his widow Mary has a new boyfriend, almost instantaneously. So that pisses Bob right off. He thinks to himself, Mom must have been cheating on Dad if she found a boyfriend that fast. You know, I don't he, know why he would care about He that. must have been around in the picture before. I'd be like, good for you, so, mom. Yeah, I guess. I, I His dad, yeah, your dad sucked. I don't know why <laughs> he cared either, but he was pissed about it. And then a couple months later, uh, Bob had a new stepdad. She already married the guy. Hang on. How many months after he died? Two. Oh, what? yeah, cheating. Yeah. Adultery well, is really frowned upon in the Italian-American, Ohio, and Catholic community. 1965. I reckon he was killed. I reckon he was killed by the lover. Cooling she up. could could have been could have been uh, mm-hmm. honestly i thought i had the th- same thought where maybe she just fucking you're finally dead fuckhead and just pillowed yeah. him out yeah 
quit hitting the kids. Just, I don't know, man. Ugh. 39 is still young. I feel like you could fight for your life pretty easy at that age. That's true, too. Yeah, no, 39 is super young. Like, I'm 39, like I said. Yeesh. Um, so, yeah, the death of his father and the betrayal of his mother turned little Bob more and more inwards. It also made him start to hate the church because he went seeking solace from the church. And they were like, you like, mom was cheating. They're like, you just be happy for your mom. So they weren't <laughs> giving him the answers he wanted. You You're know what I mean? so <laughs> fucking annoying, Bob. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Basically what it was. So he started hating oh, the church. Bob, just You're not lighting stop. the candles right. You need to light the candles Here's... from left to right. <laughs> <laughs> here's more stupid shit he's gonna do so it so he starts doing more solitary activities like collecting stamps coins and painting bob actually there's nothing wrong with that being a dork like that just not talking to anyone be like my stamps mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i'm saying my like stamps. stamps stamps were really nice in the 60s they were like all like beautifully hand painted by artists and nowadays it's all just like pictures Honestly, I think stamps were very neat. That's a good hobby. I approve. Cool. And I love coins. Well, here's a hobby you might like too. Bob got into also writing pen pals. Uh, and he had pen pals from all across the world. He had places from Vietnam, some from Vietnam, Jamaica, Canada, France. Yeah, and he, and think... he kept up with these. You know, sometimes you do a pen pal thing in class or something, and then you just never hear back from them, or you write one letter maybe back, and that's the end of it. That is the <laughs> yeah. 1965 equivalent of all your friends being internet friends. Yeah, for sure. He yep. is. He sure. is. He's like the modern day us. <laughs> yeah. The well, me. Nineteen sixty version. Of... I hope not. I fucking hope not. Uh... Yeah, so not us. He... But the Reddit folk, or the yeah, the Reddit folks, the Circle Jerkers. Yeah, he probably would. Uh, the echo chamber of Circle Jerks. The echo Actually, chamber you know of bullshit. The internet does a lot of fucked up shit over its existence, but I think if he had the internet, he would have been a different person. I don't think he would have killed, honestly. But we'll we'll talk about really? it. Do you think yeah, he would have just been a troll? I think he would have had more friends, and I don't think he would have been so isolated and made himself fucking weird like that. I think he would have actually had fucking people to talk to and talk about his weird fetishes and shit like that. I agree. I literally think that now, now that you say it that way, I'm serious. I think he probably would have been way less fucked up. But also, his life would have been way different. We'll see. Okay, so he would call, like, when he'd write his uh, pen pals, he would say, I'm a stamp collector. Can you guys send me some stamps and coins or whatever? And it's, they'd start sending him stamps and coins. He's and he'd trying put... to get money out of him. Freak? No, no he's trying to get, he's trying to add to his collection, <laughs> yeah. really, like, which makes sense. And Bob would send them in exchange. He would send uh his paintings the paintings that he he drew himself <laughs> this is really nice and wholesome actually i don't this it makes me sad that he ended up such a bad yeah. person Prick. this is nice what were the contents of these paintings i you know what i don't know what his paint i tried to find bob Bardella paintings but i i couldn't i don't know what he's painting at the time honestly and i don't know how good they were but i mean that's but to me it looks like this it's like Thanks for the stamp. It really helps me out. This will help you out. A painting that I painted. Like, I'm so good that this is worth it. You know what I mean? Like, to me, it's, it's just Bob being cocky again. Like, I don't think so. I feel like that's the only currency he had to offer. He could have given stamps. He could have given coins. Well, he, he would have if he's sending a letter, he's sending stamps anyway. But did they that's want true. coins? Maybe they didn't want coins. What are coins true. to not coin collectors in other countries? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I guess. Uh, so when the when the buddies, the pen pals got all of the paintings, they would go, oh, that's really cool. They actually liked it. 
and they would send him back photos of Burma, let's say, or historically significant places in Canada or wherever the fuck they had. And that would be their exchange back. So I find that super interesting because it's the sixties. I've like, it's not like the internet. You could go like, what does Burma look like? You would have to get a photo or go there. Right. So not a lot of people would have this kind of like knowledge of weird and exotic places and artifacts. Like this gave him a lifelong interest in like primitive art, ancient cultures, artifacts, antiques, kind of that way, just through pen palling. Wow. I'm really upset. This is a wonderful, wholesome story, and I really enjoy it, and I'm really upset. <laughs> I love that story. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was still in 65, so the last big thing that happened in 1965 was at his job. During high school, Bob got a job as a line cook, and at that job, the 16-year-old Bob was sexually assaulted by a co-worker. So those are the four big things that oh. happened in his life. All right, so was it a man or a woman? It was a man. I Because even if it was a woman, we, we never get this detail out of Bob because I said women can't rape men. Right. It's 1965, are you he? kidding me? He was 16. Mm, that's rough and probably happened to a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Although, well, I mean, if he was raised Catholic, it had to have happened before that. Yeah, he had a priest... He had a priest for 16 years before this, so no, Bob's first sexual encounter. I'm really sad. I'm really Um, sad. Really sad. That was such a wholesome, beautiful story, and everything's going great for Bob, and then he got raped. Yeah. Poor Bob. Uh, I feel zero sympathy for this guy, so... (laughs) I feel bad because you're right. I think that if it was a different time, you would have turned out to be a different person. A good person, probably. I I agree. With the internet, a different... With the internet, he would have been way different. So, Bob was also a gay man. Uh, this young age, he was not out of the closet, though. He did have one girlfriend throughout high school that went exactly nowhere and quickly. Even though he wasn't out of the closet, in his last year of high school, Bob had been seen frequenting local gay bars in Akron, Ohio. By the end of 1967, Bob graduates high school with stellar grades and soon after moves to Kansas City, to Kansas, to go to the Kansas City. He, he moves there to go to the Kansas City Art Institute. Um, because of his great grades, one of Bob's teachers actually helped him get a partial scholarship at KCAI. And in college, Bob started to find his footing socially. Bob has a good first year of college. He gets good grades and he, his future, what he was looking to do was become an art professor. That's what he wanted to do. So, and it was looking bright for him. Uh, his second year on the other hand was very different it's described in in the articles and books that I read that he became very anti-authoritarian. I don't know what that fucking, like... Okay. I think it just means he argued with um, his professors all the time because he thought he was smarter than them. Yeah, but my point is, I think Bob was always like that. So what did he become that way? I think he was just like that. I no, think he was nervous his first year. It was year two, and they were starting to get sick of his bullshit. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Well, too, that's yeah. around the time of like the hippie movement, which was all anti-authoritarian, and you had like a big push of that in universities, especially in the. Yeah, US. it could have just been that he had a crush yeah. on some guy who was spouting that shit all the time, and he was like, "This is my lifestyle now because I want." One hundred percent. Yep. This is literally what I. The next sentence I write, like it was at the height of the hippie movement. Everyone with long hair and beards. Bob hated that shit. Okay. Uh, but Bob. Bob was also joining in on the fun. He grew his hair out, his beard long, and started to smoke weed and do other drugs. 
LSD. Uh, LSD's Bob nuts. was arrested a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you guys laughed at that. God damn. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm laughing at you being so frustrated with the joke. That's the- yeah, you were so angry at yourself while you were doing it. <laughs> What's his last name? I want to see a picture of him because you like he sounds from what you're telling me, he sounds like a perfectly attractive enough guy, but you said that he's not. Mm. Berdella, Bob Berdella. Berdella. He's he kind of honestly, he has the same frame as me, like short and fucking stocky. And he's got like a mustache that goes to like the side of his lips. And then he's like, that honestly, like, I could, I could just pull off Bob Berdella. No, yeah. no, that is. Hang on. I need to look. Bob, that is. Bad. Oh, those are those are his victims. I was like, why does he look so different? How do you? How did you spell his last name, Richard? Berdella. It's exactly how. Oh yeah, you guys use different sounds for <laughs> letters. B E R D E L L A. I was going to put you. You said Berdella, and I was like, oh, B U. He looks like a Mexican. He does. Yeah. All right, Bob has got a beard. Think about Bob uh, at nineteen twenty. He's got a big beard, uh, long hair, hippie. Look, he's not ugly. No, he's selling drugs for sure. Selling drugs, okay. He decided he wanted to do drugs. He started selling drugs. So he was arrested a couple times when he was nineteen, twenty years old. First time he was arrested was for selling meth to an undercover police officer, to which later he pleads guilty. Idiot. Uh, Yeah, for that he had to post three thousand dollar bond. Which is twenty five thousand dollars in today money, which is fucking crazy. Do you crazy. take Burmese and... coins? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you take Peruvian ingots? <laughs> what about yeah, my so stamp he, he, collection? Yeah, which yeah, pick? <laughs> pick pick one of your favorites for my stamp collection. Pick three, not that one. That one's extremely rare. Okay, uh... that one was first minted in nineteen twenty three. Oh it my god, you're going to jail. Just, the queen. It, it started off at $30 and they changed it to $3,000 because they hate it so much. They're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking, you're $3,000. Well, I'll just have to trade in an extra. I got extras of this one. Oh my god, he has the money. Let him go. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, you, got a, you got a five-year suspended sentence for that as well. So after his arrest, Bob's popularity actually began to soar. People were like, yeah, stick it to the man, Bob. So those drugs. Fucking fuck the police. Stick it to the man. Him. Yeah, stick it to the man, Bob. Don't mind if I do. Uh, second time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bam. If you insist. Uh, second time he was arrested, he was. Uh, it was with a few friends for the possession of LSD and weed. Um, that one was LSD. dropped. LSD's nuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's still got the same level of laughter even the second time. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, th- those charges were dropped. For lack of evidence. And I don't understand how if you get caught with LSD and weed, how do they have lack of evidence? They literally caught you with weed and LSD. Maybe the cops were just like, we're hippies too, bro. And they just kept it. Well, over here, you have to have smoking. And- no, those are two separate charges. Or, But I don't know at the time, actually. I know that now. Nowadays, they're two separate charges. Oh, so you're in America. <laughs> oh, wait. This story's in America. Yeah, as it's, in Ohio. it's in America. Good try. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually in Kansas City. Oh, now. yeah, We're you're in Kansas right. Now. <laughs> I, I really I really came in hot there, and I apologize. That was really uncalled for. But I thought you were telling me that 
it's two separate charges in here where it was happening in my backyard. I was fully in the wrong there, <laughs> Dingus. I apologize wholeheartedly. No, I'm no, no, I believe story. you that it's the same Dead in Australia. Yeah. But here, they don't miss a chance to give you a charge. They'll be like, drugs and paraphernalia. You get two different charges. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, so much fucking paperwork. <laughs> just roll it into one. Yeah. If they All don't right, have so- a smoking implement, it's an accident. <laughs> Here, here's where you guys are going to start to hate Bob. So oh, relish Bob, relish Bob from here below. Like take take five seconds. You still like Bob. Miss you, Bob? Cool. Yeah. Hey, we like Bob. We're going to miss you, Bob. We're going to hate him now. So I, uh, his- I, I enjoyed your earlier years, Bob. Thank you for your service. Um, you know what? You might actually hate, you might not hate him with this first story, but the second story for sure you're going to start to hate him. So uh, his coolness fades pretty quickly, though. Uh, Bob was in art school and considered himself a visionary. Uh, unique, once-in-a-lifetime talent. Hey, you don't know that he isn't. Wait, wait, I do. I know for a fact. I know for You've a fact. You've seen his paintings? Um, so, uh, no, there's different art he does now. So Bob would put on some performance art, guys. He oh, my God, this stunts. is cool. He did four stunts that made him uh made mm-hmm. people hate him. Okay. So the oh, first no, one this is, this is art about him. Never mind. Bob Berdellia. Yeah, sorry. He, so he did four stunts. The first one in class. Okay, he called this a performance piece. He got all his teachers and classmates to stand on their chairs and put a bag over their heads. And then he just yells obscenities at them. Like, fuck you, you fucking morons, cunts, dickheads, shitheads. What, what was he trying to say? With this piece of art, I don't know. I don't get it. It's stupid. It's not. It's was not he trying to talk about stones how may we break my bones, shroud ourselves, but plastic bags will suffocate me? <laughs> yeah. No, when when you oh. when you're not when you're not oh, there, people. So good. Them... <laughs> I I I don't know. I just like I guess taking away your individuality makes you want to yeah yeah stay, yeah does like, the whatever does it you have what's on much? your mind. Yeah, Does it hurt anyways. as much? Do the insults hurt as much when you have all lost <laughs> your individual personalities? It doesn't. Right. We only take them on our outside. Oh, they were like they were like paper bags. Burn a lot. Like potato yeah. sacks. Yeah, yeah, not not I plastic. Thought he was yeah, trying yeah, to suffocate bags. them. Okay. No, no, no. I was like, no, man, no. that is he, fucked he just up. Yelling at them. I mean, okay. I guess without so eye contact, just... it means less. You know, like okay, you don't know so who he's yelling at. He's just yelling at the whole class. Senses from the neck Whatever. up and yell obscenities at them. Whatever. I saw an art Put piece that was almost exactly like that, and it was and huge. Yell at her. Except uh, it was one woman, and yeah. she invited everybody else to do that to her. Mm, mm-hmm. That's different. That's cathartic. No, that's what cathartic. Happened? No, no, no. But she just gave them like a bunch of implements, what and she was like, "You can do whatever you want. You can cut me. You can burn me. You can scream at me. Do whatever you want." That's fucked People up. People cut her and wow. burned her. In fact, one guy tried. Yeah, that was the day she died. One guy poured gasoline all over her and was gonna set her on fire until somebody stopped him. And she was gonna let it happen too. That's how much of an artiste she was. But I feel like that set up. Like that's that guy was the guy who was shutting that show down. There's like he was in on it. He was pouring the gas. She was like, "Don't actually fucking light me on fire." And someone's gonna come stop you. And then everyone's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe she went that far." To me, that feels set up. No one's gonna let them fucking get burned by gas unless you're a monk trying to stop wars. Even if it wasn't set up, the guy with the gasoline is gonna act like it was because he's like, "Fuck consensual death," and then like <laughs> someone stops him and they're like, "I would hate it oh, so yeah, much." Oh shit, it was part of the act. I. No, this, 
I know this guy. <laughs> Anyways, that's not what Bob did. Bob wasn't that cool. Bob, his teachers and classmates didn't hate him after this. They just thought he was fucking like, okay, dude, whatever. You're a visionary. Oh, God, I would hate him so much. They would hate. I think they're, he's they're ahead of him. His You're going to hate him even more soon. <laughs> his next art <laughs> installation. Um, the next thing he did was he got to the campus square and he had a goose. What kind? All right. <gasps> Uh, not a Canadian goose, Good. like a like a goose. Um, and Why he put Canadian geese because they're Canadian. We suck. don't fuck her. Canadian Canadian geese are very angry. I hate geese. They are so aggressive. Oh. So they will yeah, purposefully they block your entrance where you're trying to go on purpose. Mm-hmm. They do. They don't need to do it. Yeah, they're dicks. They are. They are massive. That's dicks. why the untamed goose game is the kids most and small dogs. Like they will close yep. the dog park if the geese decide that they want to hang out there that day because the geese will just fuck you up all day long. I hate them yep. so much. And they're loud. Well, you might like this yeah, story the story then. Th- I, I think you're gonna love Bob Bardella the whole time, and I fucking hate this guy. I think <laughs> Celeste is gonna fall in love with Bob Bardella after this is over. But uh, the geese are like that over here, but I don't think we have Canadian geese. Your geese are really pretty, right? With the black? They're like brown bodies, black heads. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's a Canadian, we have, white, we have white goose. Geese. Those are really aggressive sure too, except they they hang out primarily in water. Our geese don't. Yeah, they they hang out all up in your fucking business. We have oh, we wow. have both what Canadian this? geese will come down here during their migration, and then we then we also have like regular white geese on like. Honestly, I'm not sure what kind of goose it is. Whatever we whatever you get, people eat, because Bob. In the, in the campus square. Okay. Ta- uh, campus yep. square. So I'm going to do an art piece, everyone. Chopped off the goose's head in front of everyone. Blood everywhere. And he grabbed it. He was <gasps> dancing around with it, just saying nonsense. Like, chanting nonsensical words. No. Uh, everyone that was gathered, um, as you can imagine, oh, was like, nice. what the fuck are you doing, Bob? You fucking weirdo. And kind of just slowly walked off as Bob was doing his weird chants. Uh, he did. He did eat that that evening. It's not like he just let it go to waste. It was just a weird. Thing. See again, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. That's probably exactly what would have happened to the goose anyway, just not in front of everybody. And he drew attention okay. to the fact Celeste that guess what? this is where okay. meat comes from, guys. <laughs> I'm, making, I'm making a prediction. Uh, so far, I'm pro Bob like, Verdelius. Yes. Uh, okay, yeah. so uh, <laughs> the next piece of performance art was Maybe. very controversial uh so it was it was a maze okay is our installation it was a maze and he would give you like a baby chicken like a chick and you'd have to hold it in your hand and then make it to the end of the maze and when you got to the end of the maze it was just a little maze it wasn't hard to get through anything but when you got to the end of the maze there was a big screen set up and on a loop was a video of another chick just sitting there very close up and off camera, someone blew the chick away with a fucking shotgun. Just explodes the fucking thing. <gasps> this would cause the oh, person. God. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, 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 sorry. Holding a chick. A close up of a holding of a chick? No, just on a table. The little chick was on just a table. Just on a table. In the okay. video, yeah. In the video. Yeah, okay. So uh, people would. The smoke going cause... across Richard with his green screen is amazing. <laughs> the, sorry. The... This would cause the people that were holding the chick to like wince and maybe squeeze and sometimes they would either break the little chick's legs or kill the chick itself in their hands that was his oh, goal God. yeah he thought that was hilarious Sick. he thought the irony of that was fucking hilarious bob was laughing i it's don't want to i i'm not gonna lie that's kind of oh, yes, it is it's not like hilarious but it's kind of i i get that it's one. interest no no it's interesting that's what it is like it's it it's not funny it's not it's interesting 
the irony of it is interesting that you see something so you see someone killing a chick and it startles you so much that you kill a chick that is the pure definition of irony yeah that's and it's interesting but i mean you still i don't hate it i think it's horrible but i don't hate it he had to blow a chick away with this was (laughs) this was og guns don't kill people people kill people i guess yeah and the last one is what got him expelled from uh, from school. Um, so he he was already on the fucking shit list. This is what got him expelled. So the, it involves a dog. So uh, Bob got a dog and he starts no. injecting it with sedatives in front of an audience. More of an experiment, I guess, because the dog just died. He gave it too much. And I guess it was an oops. I don't think he meant to do that. I think he was just trying to like, look what sedatives do. Just make this dog really passive. And the dog died. Um, right in front of a bunch did he of care no did he care about the dog dying no he was more pissed that he got bob's kicked out of school me. bob's lost me it was his art piece i don't know if but what would he have done if the dog hadn't died i, I don't i don't understand it piece? i just know that's the one i got picked up i don't i tried to figure out that's the one that was the hardest one to figure out what he was doing because they didn't maybe that's the point art is supposed to make you think <laughs> celeste what you does are it going mean to you celeste what does it mean to you richard um <laughs> all right so yeah so bob bob's fucking figures whatever fuck it i don't need school anyway drops out and fuck you guys fuck these guys fuck everyone he goes to a different profession he's a visionary he moves into a different <laughs> he moves into a different profession because he needs a job he's got lawyer bills to pay he's got life to pay for now because he's not just in school so he goes back to being a line cook he buys a house he saves up for a house was the same, was his rapist there? No, still? different chance, guy, different guy. Different place. He's in Kansas now. He lives in Ohio. Different guy. Raped again. <laughs> <laughs> different guy. Between lawyer fees and house, like living co- expenses, Bob saves up enough money to put a down payment on a house. Oh, uh, shit. Well, to be fair, they were worth $15. $15. That's, I was about to say, that's not impressive. How much, mo- how, how much money do you think he had to put down for a house? Take a guess. 20 to no, uh, put down for a house. Yeah, just a down payment. 400 bucks. $5,000. Dingus, mm. what's your guess? I'll go 200. It was $100. Uh, you got a fucking Fuck house. that. 4315 Charlotte Street, where he ended up doing all of his nasty deeds. He bought that for $100. Well, put a down payment for $100. Yeah. And he had it since he was 20 years, 21 years but old. But how much? How much was the house? How many bedrooms? The first of all, the house was 15. huge. The house was 19th century built, 2,800 square feet, three floors, oh, five bedrooms. Uh, yeah. hundred dollars. Did it have like indoor plumbing yeah. and everything, or was it for like sure? You could. You, uh-huh. It was a nice little row of houses, like it was a nice little suburban neighborhood. A bunch of little families lived around him. It was just him, like the single gay dude okay. running the house around there. I am so cross right now that they could afford that with a down payment of a hundred dollars. That makes me so I know, unbelievably you can't even, cross. You can't even put a down payment on like a mobility scooter now. You know what I mean? Like you can't even fucking hundred bucks. Get a phone contract for a month. That's barely my groceries for like a week. You know what I mean? Like get the do you fuck have out what that is in today's money? Hang on, how was that? I don't know. How man. much was the whole house? A hundred uh a hundred dollars in today's money? Uh, I don't know. I didn't look it up. Hang on. What was the oh, date? It's not representative at all. Housing. Oh, the I mean, you're totally not right yeah, about that whatsoever. Sure. Yeah. The equivalent uh, well, is not anywhere near what you'd have to put down on a house. What's that, sorry? 
How much did the house cost? How much did the whole house I, cost? Honestly, I don't know. I didn't look it up. I'm going to say 10,000, 100,000, not, not under 100,000 for sure, because it was back then. That'd be like 1%. Yeah, I imagine 10% this was, nice was probably $10,000. So Bob was a good neighbor. Uh, most people loved him in his neighborhood. They didn't really talk to him much. They just He just gave them the old wave, hey, how are you kind of thing. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, how are you? Hey, he also he volunteered for the Neighborhood Watch. I uh, got involved. With, of course he did. He did for sure. Bob got involved in programs that were to help young men and women turn their lives around after a bout with drugs or homelessness or whatever. Um, so Bob would like help out at soup kitchens, shit like that. Uh, but Bob was also a disgusting human. Uh, by the time he's arrested, his house was in disgusting shape. Bob used to breed chow chows, like those big ass chow chows. Oh, I love chow chows. Yeah. And he basically let them. The big blue tongue. Yeah. And they got the big fucking mane like a weird lion or something uh but he let the dogs just have the main oh, floor of the house Lord. they just shit everywhere it was just yeah big ass chow chow shit everywhere food everywhere uh bob was also a hoarder as you can imagine with his interest in all the antiques and shit most of the rooms are unlivably full of shit uh but from outside the house you it looked like a bit run down like not, the lawns weren't really mowed or anything like that kind of a shitty step going up but you never have known what the inside looked like um, is it, I, I'm going to say this now, just so you guys understand his house was so gross that when the cops were eventually looking through it, they couldn't stand too long because if they did, they would develop what they referred to as the Burdella cough. Oh my God. So like, it was so gross. They would all get a cough going, uh, coming in and out of there. If the dogs were pissing on the <laughs> yeah. floor for years, that's mold. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it was, it's fucking like disgusting uh they had to leave uh, like they had to switch in shifts because they were all getting sick anyways uh back to timeline that's gross yeah that's fucked up did they sorry you met you haven't mentioned that he had any problems with hoarding or slobbish behavior before was there ever any any of did that, that his before that, that happen? No. well that's he was 20 when he bought the house right so the, the hoarding did he smell bob we'll, you'll see he'll, bob probably smelled honestly i don't know he probably stayed no, like before that, like in college nope. or when he was being social, nobody ever said he smelled or anything. Nope, nothing like that. Maybe his parents made him be tidier than he was. I don't know, man. That's that's a very sudden, very drastic change. Well, put it this way. He's caught when he's yeah, like usually... 35 years old. So it's like 15 years later. He's had enough time. Usually, though, it's con uh, hoarding's connected to loss. So did he? Or trauma of trauma. some kind. So maybe his rape trauma came out or maybe trauma from his. Could be. Could be honestly getting kicked yeah. out of school. Like he thought he was so smart. Actually, I was just about to say. Actually, he absolutely did always have those because he collected stamps and exactly. coins so much so that he got into pen palling and things. So he definitely always had those. Yeah, he, he was always a collector yeah. and shit like that. And you'll see why in a second. So Bob uh, came out of the closet in his early twenties. Um, so which was kind of rare. He didn't just keep in the closet the whole time. Uh, even though he was a loner, <laughs> well, he had to. He needed some place to put all his shit. Yeah. So even though Bob was the loner and didn't like to really socialize with others, Bob made an exception when it came to the young men that were selling themselves on the streets of Kansas. Uh, the young, of course he did. The young men that roamed the downtown looking for tricks were called by the police and others and themselves as chicken hawks. Bob would often invite the chicken hawks to stay at his house, in, like they could sleep at his house in exchange if they did chores, uh, if they wanted to bring them drugs, or if they fucked them. So you can come live here, <laughs> fuck me, chores or drugs. No, it's like that old, uh, no gas, grass or 
ass. Grass yeah. or ass. So 1970, Bob starts selling his uh, collection of stamps and coins. Ass. And other oh. things that he collected from all over the world. His collection of ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, after his uh, collecting stamps and coins, Bob's interest grew and he would buy all sorts of antiques and oddities from the many contacts he made over the years. Some of these contacts were... Like Forrest Fenn. Oh, no, that's... A little different, but yeah, kind of. Like, kind of. Uh, some of these contacts were old pen pals. No, like, I mean, did he... Would he have bought oddities from Forrest Fenn? But no, that was later, right? Forrest probably would have bought stuff from him. You know, they probably would have known. I, honestly, Bob was pretty big in the antique dealership thing, like international antique th- by the end of it. So he probably, honestly, they probably ran across each other at some point because Forrest Fenn was doing the same shit around the same time. Right. So uh, some of the contacts were old pen pals. Some were just people he met just pursuing his hobby. Uh, Bob starts buying and selling little oddities in his collection on weekends and evenings while he's still a cook around town. Uh, he still needed to pay for his lawyer. So both selling antiques and line cook was helping them get the lawyer fees down. Bob had an eye for interesting pieces and he bought and sold his rare items at quite the profit pretty much right away. By the mid seventies, Bob was working as a senior cook at several well-renowned Kansas city restaurants um side note for anybody who's in kansas bob apparently worked at so many restaurants as the chef if you live there now he probably you've probably eaten at a place that he was the main chef at he jumped around he, wow yeah he's so well side note he lived in filth and he, ate <laughs> yeah. food he, cooked. he was so well respected in the industry that he was a member of the local chefs association and helped establish a training program for chefs at the local community college Oh, all I can think of now is that smell of stale sweat. Haven't brushed my teeth. Haven't brushed your teeth in a while. Like I can <laughs> just, I can see that little Mexican man I saw a picture of before, under, under boob sweat, hairy. Home filth and poor hygiene don't actually always seem to go hand in hand. Dahmer, for example, he had corpses literally filling his bathtub, but he still showered. He's immaculate. You still try to pick up dudes, you know what mm. I mean? He's still looking to fucking get laid. I feel like he probably had really like perfectly acceptable hygiene. All right, being gay in this case really helped his cause. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh by 1981, so about 11 years after he bought the house, Bob's side business had flourished into an international antique selling business and he gave up cooking completely to go full time. Uh so for a year, he was just selling stuff out of his house. But in 1982, Bob starts to rent a booth at the Westport Flea Market. Just side note, uh, Richard was um, Richard and Christy were alive at this point in 1982. Just I was not. That out I was not. I was born in 1883. Damn it, Christy was two years old. <laughs> uh, Sorry, 22. 20, 22. 22. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, in 1982, Bob starts to rent a booth. Uh, the shop, Bob's shop, was called Bob's Bazaar Bazaar. B-A-Zars, Bazaar, and then Bizar with an I. Bob's Bazaar, Bizarre. Uh, That's so cool. Shouldn't it be the other way around? Bob's Bizarre, Bazaar. Look, I, I put it, I, put no it I know, but he's, he's, he's Bob. He's a fucking visionary. So, yeah, Celeste. He's a fucking visionary. He did it backwards. Is that why? Because he's trying to change the relationship between what goes first and what goes last, what goes in the middle. Oh. So he got business cards made up with his name and address and bit of the business. Obviously, uh, they had a dragon logo on them with the words "Dragon Nazari" printed on them, 
And under Dragon Nazari, it had a phrase or like a little <sighs> thing with Jake. It said, I rise from death. I kill death and death kills me. I resuscitate the bodies I have created and alive in death, I destroy myself. Although I carry poison in my head, the antidote can be found in my tail, which I bite with rage. Whoever bites me must first bite himself. Otherwise, if I bite him, death will bite him first in the head. Biting is the remedy against bites. Um, that's that's what that's that on his business card. Was that a double sided business yeah. card? Yeah, well, it was a huge Christ. business card. Is, is that an I one business card? <laughs> you can look Christ. up his business card. It's there, right, Bob Bob Berdello business card. If you want to see it, it's fucking. It's not. It's not anything special, but it's had that weird fucking thing, like in 1982. It's just Bob was asked about it uh, later, and, and he says it means nothing. He just read it in a book and thought it would stick out in people's heads, which it did. Like it's one of the things I was like, I have to include this. So he wasn't wrong. Like it stuck out of my fucking head. Yeah. Uh, Ethnological curiosities from the world's far corners. I don't see any of this written. Well, on it's there some. Like there's other part. You can see the flipped over side of it. As, at this point, is he uh, still going with the Catholic thing, or has he like? No, he's he's an atheist now. He doesn't give a fuck about the uh, religion at all. Okay, I wasn't sure if he had gone the atheist route or the like Satanist route. <laughs> That's a way to be very uh, astute in your assumptions. Talk about, <laughs> talk about Satanism a lot in this in a bit. Oh shit! Yeah, so everyone in Kansas knew about Bob's bizarre, bizarre. Uh, it sold all sorts of crazy shit, like real human skulls, shrunken heads, drug paraphernalia, oh. books on the occult, gremlins. Because that's what I pi- that's what I gremlins. picture his shop looking like. The fucking gremlin shop when they go and they buy the gremlin, like just a bunch of shit like that, weird shit. Uh, Monkeys, monkey paws, paws, genies, lambs. Like yeah. Uh, although Bob Bizarre Bizarre would make a shit ton of money some months. Some months he also had a hard time paying rent. So to supplement his lifestyle, he would sometimes steal art to sell at a shop. Uh, there's a story of one of the other vendors at the flea market that told the police when Bob would run out of money, he'd go steal shit. One time he climbed up an old abandoned house and he stole the weather vane off of it to sell it in the fucking shop. Like, if he is such a good artist, why are you stealing other people's art? Just do some paintings and stick them in your shop he's not he's not yeah. into art though he's into more antiques and shit like that like oddities now he's not re- like he will paint i'm sure he's still painting at some point but he's, it's not to sell the stuff to sell is like he'll take his burmese fucking coins and buy something from indonesia and all this shit would have been rare back then it's not like right. now you can get it two clicks away you can get whatever the fuck you want back then mm-hmm. he's get he's hooked up with these people giving them like very rare shit honestly this is weird to me this guy's jumping around like he's going from like yeah. bullied nerd and then into college. He's like doing well. He's got his pen pal thing. He's collecting. He's finding meaning. He goes through a trauma and then he's crushing livestock, yeah. forcing other people to crush livestock, decapitating other livestock. Yeah. And then he just stops doing that. <laughs> he just like starts an antique shop. I feel like that was like, yeah. what the fuck is this guy's I deal? I feel like that was his thing. Yeah. Like before, it's collecting. He always liked collecting. I think like he figured out how to monetize the collecting. What was he collecting? Souls? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Buttholes, maybe. Yes. Uh, 
I just I don't understand the the killing of animals phase that just stopped. I, I feel like it didn't stop. It just he got to go be like a head chef and he would just get to cut meat and shit like that there, right? He wasn't like like I feel like getting the knives out and doing all that kind of work kind of kept him satiated. And, and it was out of necessity too. Like he had to work to make like he had to work in a different kind of field because art wasn't doing shit for him. He just got kicked out of school for it. I feel like it's maybe depression. Like I'm not the artist I thought I was, but he still thinks he's mm. fucking so cool. Like he still thinks he's. I don't know. I don't even feel like killing the animals was even for him. It was the shock value that was for yeah. him. It was disgusting. Well, others and shocking others that was he still did that. Okay, and a lot of the time when Bob would be working, he would say shit like as a cook, and when he'd be around at that yeah. neighborhood watch shit like that, he would purposely say shit that was shocking, just to like get that ooh factor from people. But like people yeah. that knew him said that wasn't funny. He thought Bob thought he was hilarious too. But people said that uh, wasn't funny. It was just like embarrassing. Like it wasn't embarrassing. Yeah. Like it wasn't embarrassing for Bob per se. It was embarrassing for them to be around Bob. There's so many comedians that I feel that way when I listen yeah. to their comedy. I feel like they're, they aren't funny. They think they're funny. They just think that shock value is comedy. And it is. It's like a social autism kind of a thing. But again, I don't. I don't understand how this story leads to him being a serial killer. Nothing indicates that to me so far. Yeah. Nothing. Well, the, yeah. we'll, 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 move, we'll keep moving. Yeah. Tell me what maybe. This is, you're right. This is crazy. I can't believe I've never heard of this before. This is nuts. And he also shot a chicken with a shotgun. He shot a baby chicken. But he didn't do it. Well, I mean, I guess he cut the head off the goose. But again, he didn't torture the goose. He cut its head off. He shot a chick. You have no proof that he. You have no proof that he shot. Yeah, that I gotta tell. I I do, I do. He he admits to doing it. Like he did it. He said he did. I don't it. know. I would say the animal abuse covered up as an art project is probably like... killing the dog too. He killed a fucking dog. I, again, he didn't want to kill the dog. Yeah. Let's put it this way: Did he get in trouble? <laughs> but he didn't get in trouble and, and go like I didn't mean to, or did he mean to after he got? <laughs> but he got in trouble and went. I didn't mean to. But it was a sedative. The dog didn't suffer. The chick didn't suffer. The goose probably didn't even suffer. The chicks might have, and he didn't even do that. I think. I, I think the ones that got crushed. Right. There's really only outside of the animal abuse, the hoarding behavior and stuff isn't. But Bob, Bob's like it... a process killer. It's not about the kill for Bob. We're going to talk about right. that. It's not about um... him killing people. All right. Right. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, also to supplement his income because Bob wasn't making a lot some months with Bob's Bazaar. Bazaar, he would let more chicken hawks stay at this house. He had to up his price a bit though. Now he charged a minimal uh minimal rent and sex, not just sex. So he had to he get made them do rent, but it'd be lower price if you fucked them. So chores chores were always still there. Chores chores will never go away. Bob's like you'll see Bob gets really mad that they don't do chores enough. But again, I don't understand that either. If he's got all these male prostitutes being his housekeepers why is his house in such bad shape because bob's actually just getting them fucked up on drugs and they're not doing anything and then bob gets uh -huh. mad about it um uh, so so chores were never on the table yeah but by the time they were but bob, like you'll see by the time bob uh by the time the 80s were coming around bob was finding it harder and harder to satisfy his sexual desires uh bob did have a boyfriend at one point it was a vietnam veteran it didn't last very long but that's it no other boyfriends from like he had one girlfriend in high school and then one boyfriend and then just a bunch of chicken hawks in between <laughs> was started hanging out with young prostitutes. They're all young too. Bob, as he got older, they all stayed the same age. You know what I mean? How 20, young? 1920, 21, 24, I think is his oldest victim. So Bob was, 
okay. yeah, used to Same. stay, uh, hang with the prostitutes, let him stay at his house. It wasn't uncommon for all of his rooms to be filled with people just running around with young men. Oh. Uh, by the 80s, though, Aww. when Bob went full-time with the store, by the early 80s, that's when he started to quit the neighborhood association. He started having a lot more people at his house, young kids. Uh, neighbors started to notice that Bob stopped going to meetings, and he began to be a bit more sullen and really smiled and waved back at them on the road. He didn't really think anything of it, but Bob was just changing. He was just becoming more inward again. Mm. Mm, puberty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, It'll get you. Uh, more and more often, Bob would be disappointed in the men he was trying to help out because a lot of the time the men staying there would be gone when he got back from the shop. So they just stay at night, never pay him, and he just disappear. Uh, they would leave his house a mess, and they would steal a bunch of his shit. So would he notice oh, the stolen that's shit? To yeah. yeah, I mean, I can't believe that would do that. Well, he yes, Bob. Yes, Bob would notice. I feel like with the shit he keeps around the house, you'd notice. Bob, Bob, all the shit that kept in his house was art, art pieces and antiques. Okay, he had that. Okay, so to him, it wasn't like just garbage Um, and shit. No, no, no. He. That's very common for hoarders. They'll know about that fucking toaster that's buried under eighteen pounds of newspapers and blankets. So. They know it's there. There were a very few lodgers that were good to Bob, but those men were few and far between. Bob. Bob remembered them, the nice ones, the good ones. He was good to them. So in 1984, Bob started spending more and more time with a 19-year-old young man named Jerry Howell. This is the pretty woman moment. Bob Bob knew Jerry's dad, Paul, and had known Jerry since he was 14 years old. Bob also... Oh, that's not a pretty... Yeah, Paul Paul, uh, had a booth, also had a booth at the flea market. And he used to love to go to Bob's Bazaar Bazaar because he found all the stories of faraway lands and exotic artifacts. Very fascinating. So he'd bring in his son to go check out all the stuff. Uh, Jerry was also openly gay. And he and Bob, when they're 19 years old, not when they're 14, but when he was 19, would always just joke around about gay sex and stuff like that openly. Because Bob liked to be fucking shocking to all the people around him. And Paul fucking hated it paul did not like it and threatened both jerry and bob to stop with all the gay shit like stop it we i don't like it yeah um paul is jerry's father he's the guy who like introduced bob to jerry at a young age so why were they were joking around in front of this dude's dad about having gay sex were they like drinking buddies was he a bad dad no they were just at the bazaar like he they both had booths Bob had a booth and Paul had a booth. So they were hanging out. Jerry would go over there and they'd be like, oh, I'm going to fuck you in the ass. And Paul would be like, stop saying shit like that. I don't like it. I don't like that you guys are hanging out. I don't like any of this. What you guys are doing is not okay. Before it was fun, nice, cute to go to your fucking shop. You guys are creeping me out with your gay stuff. I'm going to catch gay. I don't want to catch gay. You got enough gay for the rest of us. My, look, Jerry. Yeah, look, it is easy to catch gay. Um, yeah. It's an epidemic. <laughs> you got to watch out. Yeah, plus Paul was hearing other stories from other young men about how Bob would bring young men to his house. He just didn't want his kid to get involved with Bob. Like, just Bob, weird Bob's inviting all these prostitutes to such. Just stay away from fucking Bob, please. Bob was starting to fantasize. Uh, this is when Bob starts to think more and more about, like, he's starting to be inwards a lot. So he's starting to fantasize a lot about rape and torture and he wanted to get into the bdsm lifestyle he was just into that he thought he starts thinking about it so bob wanted to start thinking about like i'm gonna i want to capture someone and make that person like an object like the collector you know see again what the fuck where the fuck 
How the fuck? He has never shown any of these inclinations before. When he's got these prostitutes, he's not being nice to them. <laughs> he's like overpowering them. Now he wants to take it a step further. He want, uh-huh. He'd give rough sex. He wouldn't. So this is just he has too much ass available. It's getting harder and harder for him to get off. And so he's yes. escalating in his sexual behavior Correct. in order to reach orgasm. And that's what led to this. Just overexposure to ass. Correct. It happens. That's fine. Plus, plus he's been, he was sexually well, I mean, assaulted. I've experienced it with porn, but. Well, uh, no, I haven't we all. We've all gone down the midget yes. getting fisted by black man. Uh, well, why are we there? That's the problem with porn. Yes, we literally all have, but I get that. But still, that's plus he was like sexually man. assaulted as a kid. You know what I mean? He thinks that's normal. Plus, he looks up to this collector guy. He thought that was such a romantic story, or whatever the fuck he thought. He literally says like that movie shaped my life. So whatever. At some point, Jerry gets uh arrested, and he needs bail. So he borrows money from Bob for the legal fees because he knows his dad's not going to get the money. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to be indebted to no, Bob. No, you don't. So whenever Bob would ask for, and Bob wanted his money back, that was a while back. So Bob kept asking, like, can I get my, pay me back? Jerry kept making excuses as to why I couldn't pay Bob back. I don't have it. I got to pay for my rent. My dad's being a jackass. Whatever the fucking excuse was, Bob's getting pissed. He doesn't. Keeps making excuses. Look, man, I don't want to be homeless. <laughs> I have rent to pay. Just another fucking That's excuse, Bob. Jerry. This is Bob's brain. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Pay me. So this is why people start to point to why Bob does what he does next. So July 4th, 1984, Bob picks up Jerry Howell uh, to bring him to his house. Uh, Bob got a call from Jerry saying, hey, Bob, let's go to a dance competition in Miriam, which is the next town over. There's a fucking dance competition. That'll be fun tonight. Let's go check that out, which cool, I guess. What When he goes Aww. and picks him up, he drives around a bit and Bob instead, he gives him a couple beers, plies him with some beers. He goes, let's just go to my house and party. We'll skip that whole dance thing. We'll go to my house. These dudes party harder than I fucking do. Yeah. Uh, not only were they getting hammered, they started doing injectable drugs. I'm sure Jerry did. I don't know if Bob... Bob would do drugs, but not often. Um, he was more of, like, the dealer of the sedatives. Very Willie Picton, isn't he? Yeah, he he would do them, but, like, not not every time. He would more... He'd like to give them, because that was a way of control. Bob loves control. Mm. Very much like yeah. Willie Picton. So, the sedatives he would get, he'd always get them for his dogs, I guess, because he... I, I don't understand how you need ketamine or chlor promazine chlorpromazine i don't know if i could say that but apparently he got him because he was breeding these dogs and he needed to sedate them for whatever reason at certain points so he would we get have, his vet to give yeah we have some of that shit in our house right now because um louis fucking will not let us cut his nails so we have to sedate him to be able to cut his nails yeah so whatever it is exactly like he that's how he got them and he would always have these drugs on hand uh, and it's hard to keep up with what drugs Bob uses eventually. So I'm just going to start saying tranquilizers or sedatives from now on, because he's got a, like a slew of five or six different ones. Just, yeah, we're good. They're sedatives. Okay. Uh, Bob party with Jerry uh, in the past and always tried to fuck the young man. It was actually not interested. He's like, Hey, you're old. I don't really feel like having sex with the old man, but I'll come party with you. Give me drugs. Cool. So Bob being Bob thought that, Jerry owed him for all the help he provided, like the money, um, all the drugs he's been giving him. So the least you could do is touch my cock. Okay. What do you do? You're not going to touch my dick. I gave you all this stuff, dude. Yeah, so well. Bob decided today was going to be the day he takes his payment, his repayment. 
So if Jerry's not going to willingly have sex with me, Bob was going to drug him. So I don't know if I'm on team Bob. <laughs> this might this might be it for me. I don't like date rape. After Jerry refused an advance from Bob, Bob loaded up some drinks with some sedatives and just waited for Jerry to pass out. And these are dog sedatives. Yeah, like ketamine or chlormazepine or it's all the same, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the same so drugs. Once Jerry passes out, uh Bob strips him of his clothes and ties his hands behind his back. Bob gave him some more injectable drugs so he wouldn't wake up. Then Bob ties up young Jerry to his bed. Jerry was also gagged to prevent screaming. And so the uh, nosy neighbors couldn't hear what might just happen. And that's when the rape started. So he wanted Jerry to wake up. Not not this time. He he didn't know what he was doing. He was actually kind of terrified of what what he was actually doing. So he wanted Jerry to stay asleep, but just was prepared. Just in in case. case, Yeah. He didn't give him enough or whatever. So Bob raped little Jerry so much those first few hours that he did it to the point where he said he couldn't like ejaculate anymore. He raped him like five or six times. Just his dick. Uh, Once the tap ran dry, Bob thought it would be a good idea to go to the fridge. I'm going to get me Gatorade. I'm going to get some Gatorade and rehydrate. I wish. Uh, inside the fridge, he got a carrot and a cucumber and started to rape the young man with those oh. vegetables as well. Raped him? Well, if if they were iced, I imagine that that would actually help. After that much raping, nice cold cucumber probably. Yeah, he raped him so hard with the bit. with the carrot that his asshole was bleeding profusely afterwards. Never mind. Ah. Uh. When later asked why he used the vegetables to rape, Bob said it's wow. just because he could use them to rape. It's the, literally the only reason. It's just they were the only so cylinders. He, in he his wasn't fridge. he wasn't done raping, but his his equipment was done raping. So he thought, "I'm going to find another way to keep raping because raping is actually not the physical satisfaction is my driving force. It's the actual act of raping." Ew. Power control. Ew. Uh, every time every time Bob assaulted Jerry. He took out his Polaroid camera and took photos. Never do that. That's how you get caught. Not, I mean, that's okay. Not that I'm advocating. That's also how you get hard. So Bob wouldn't know. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, this is Bob's doing this for jackoff material for later. Oh, uh, you wouldn't know. Okay, sorry. No pause. Bullshit, <laughs> Bo Jansen. You're telling me you guys have never made a sex tape? I'm going to... No, I don't believe I, you. No, Celeste, listen. This I is don't the believe re- you. No, She's about to. I've never but. No, this is the reason why. I think I am a fucking Adonis in the bedroom, right? I don't need a camera making me think that that's not true. I would rather not know. <laughs> I need to keep that image in my head that I am an absolute powerhouse. I don't want reality to, I'm not interested in the reality that the camera would bring me. Fair enough. Bob I was think very that every time you are just a little bit, a little bit concerned that you might murder Chrissy and you just don't, <laughs> this is for insurance purposes. It's never happened, but every time you're just slightly enough concerned that you're like, Bam. well, I hadn't been. <laughs> well, not only was Bob taking Polaroid photos, he started a journal. <laughs> Get Christy in here. I need to ask her if she's made a sex tape. Chris. <laughs> Come here, please. I need to ask you a question. You know, I was fully into maybe considering being a lesbian, but they don't tape their sex. That's fine. <laughs> well, not just just not this not lesbian. That, Sorry. <laughs> How are you supposed to remember the scissor for later? 
What scissor? Uh, that's fucked up. That's so weird. Like, I, you never got bored enough that you recorded yourself no. having sex. Like, what the fuck shit are you getting up to that you're not getting oh, bored enough to record yourself having sex? Oh, sorry. I need to ask you a question. <laughs> when did you do Maybe film? it's just me, but when the camera comes out, it's because you're sexually bored. Can you imagine being with somebody for like 15 years and never getting sexually bored? What the fuck are you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> what the f- Tying up. Okay, so Christy, pre-marriage to Bo, ever made a sex tape? Uh, No. Ah, yes, that's a yes. How do you no, have to no, think no, about no, it? No, that's no, yes. no, no, absolutely not. No, not with my ex-husband. Yeah, no. Get out of my sight. It, was, <laughs> it would be so bored. No, you'd be bored. It was so boring. <laughs> yeah, that's the point of the sex tape is it's gotten boring. No, it was boring with him. The sex with him was boring, but not. Right, but you've never made a sex tape with Bo Who said that? No, we haven't. She well, did. We haven't made like an official like, you know, fucking. Ah, the truth comes out. We haven't the made truth like, comes when, out. when did you film? No, we haven't made. <laughs> Do you not remember my birthday recently? Last weekend. The little clips. Oh, I don't oh, remember. You should show me. Okay, 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 okay. No, <laughs> no, that's not a sex. No, 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 no. It's not. It wasn't no. like a. That's a it doesn't matter. That's not no. what I'm asking about. We were talking about Polaroids. Remember, oh, Polaroids. this is even better than no, Polaroids. It's just like a couple of so, like Christy, do those seconds. clips make you hard? Oh, it was hot as <laughs> she does. Do they make you hard? See. See, and we've Bo never, argue, we've this never is ridiculous. Um, uh, filmed us. In no, the no, we've never like one eight five five. We've never like dicks. set up a camera on the chest of drawers and been like, "Let's get into position." And why? Why have we never Doesn't done that? matter. Because you've recorded sex and it's hot. Uh, That's all that matters. Yeah, but if I understand what she's saying, like if we actually set up a camera and then like filmed it from beginning to end, I would not. I I couldn't watch it. Yeah, like I would be like, oh. Fair enough. Ew. I get it. I I always hated it too because I was like, oh God, why is my, why are my thighs doing that? Stop (laughs) doing that. Ew, stop, stop. And that sucks. But Richard just said he's taking Polaroids and Bo was like, you never do that. And Bo and Richard said, he has to, it's going to make him hard. He has to. And Bo's like, that's nuts. I don't get it. Yes, you do, Bo. He does. (laughs) What have you done? (laughs) Here's a secondary question that's going to come up in two seconds because we're just going to ask you, might as well ask you now. Do you ever like write down exactly what you guys did in a journal afterwards? No, I'm, I, I don't write down stuff, but she has. Okay, perfect. That's just it. We were going to yell that at you very soon. So, yeah. All right. Love you. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry you have you. to edit this later, Christy. Oh, it's fine. For insurance purposes. This is important. It is. If it's in, if if it's integral to the story, then it's absolutely important. <laughs> it was. It would have been nothing but lies if, if you, you come hadn't back come here. Now. I don't know what she's doing. She's oh. she's getting the cat of nine tails and whipping herself. For she's going to her phone and deleting all the fucking videos. <laughs> <laughs> probably gonna be in trouble now what's done there's, done anything there's no short clips what are you talking about they're asking me questions i was just telling the truth <laughs> <laughs> don't get divorced mom and dad 
Oh, very true. For insurance purposes. <laughs> yeah. It's like a dash cam. You guys need a dash cam. Oh, no. Well, Christy and I individually are worth like three times more dead than alive. So, and what did she say? What did she say throwing me, me under too. the bus? Nothing. She just said clips on my birthday. And you said, oh, yeah. And that's all we needed. That's to fine. You, and you just left to delete them. That's cool. Um, I actually can't remember what she's talking about. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, we'll we'll play that. Okay, so Bob taking the photos for later on. He oh, so, like, no, no, himself. no, I do, I do. Sorry. Yep, go, go, go. Parrot, fuck. So Bob's taking the photos. He also starts a journal <laughs> in shorthand detailing all the things that he did and at what times he did them to Jerry. Just and, like and that when dog. I say shorthand, it was stuff like 11 p.m. FF, which stood for front fuck, or 11 p.m. BF, which stu uh, stood for back fuck. That's or a front fuck. Got it. Honestly, what a, a missionary. No, right? what he would do is he wouldn't penetrate. He would just rub his dick on the tied up individual. So he just like use them like a like a like a what? pocket pussy or something like. Like what does that make? How does that make it front? I don't know, but that's how he describes it. Back fuck is like a butt fuck <laughs> or back fuck from behind. Cf Cf stood for what do you guys think? Um, come face no. <laughs> no, that's a pretty good guess. It's not really a great guess. Um, no. Um, what is CF. it? What was it? Cucumber CF. fuck. Yep. Car oh, carrot or cucumber yeah, fuck. Yeah. Carrot fuck. Carrot or cucumber. <laughs> you guys got it. Yeah. yeah. So he 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 also used shorthand for all the tranquilizers he was using. How much how much uh, cubic centimeters of tranks he was injecting into them at the time, like cat for ketamine, uh, stuff like that. So whatever Jerry that's too would intense. Get, uh, so he he was starting this this journal, okay? Uh, whenever Jerry would get some sort of wits about himself, Bob would inject him again with some sedatives. So uh, he did not want Jerry to wake up at all during this. Uh, uh, the assault lasted all night long and up until the morning. Uh, Bob's, Bob wakes up in the morning. I guess he didn't really sleep that much, but he realizes, oh shit, I got I to work. I got to go to my shop. So he drugs Jerry Howell excessively and cleans himself up, go to work as if nothing happened. Uh, no one at the... Flea Market had any clue that he had a tied up Jerry Howell in his house. The assault was all Bob could think about all day. He was excited by it. Uh, he was tired. He was still full of drugs. So Bob stayed at work for about five hours before thinking to himself, I got to close shop and get me some more of that. <laughs> so, so he locks up the door to his shop a few hours early, heads home. On his way home, all he could think about was the control he had over this young man and how he was going to abuse the shit out of it when he got back home. He said, oh, Jerry's going to be dead. He felt like he was mm -hmm. Frederick Clegg. He was like, I'm Frederick Clegg. Didn't he I'm learn from anything I, from the dog? I feel like he should have learned something from the dog. Well, to a point, I guess. That was the art piece yeah. foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. This is the rehearsal for the next one. Howell was semi-conscious. Slow burn. When Bob arrived, he was alive. He was still conscious, like just kind of getting out of his I face. I figured he'd be dead. Yeah, I thought he was going to be dead. Drugs. What do you think Bob does as soon as he sees he's kind of awake? Rapes him. Wait, well, him. what did you mean by inject? Who's right? And then injected him with his <laughs> You're penis. You're both right. Okay. He injected him with drugs and then fucked him again, oh. raped him again. He injected him with his penis, yeah. God. Records it all in his journal, takes Polaroids, 
does it all over again. For some reason, Celeste just saying injecting him with his penis was that was a line for me for some reason. What was just the, then? What I was like, line though? Was the, what line was, did we cross into? That was the grossest right part so far. Don't know. No, it was like, oh, that's a bit too much for me. I, like, I've never, I don't, right now, I don't think I've experienced that before. I was like, well, that's. She was <laughs> right there. She was, she was Paul Howell. <laughs> Stop talking about all that straights or that yeah. dick stuff. <laughs> Sorry, um, he's, he so... slipped him that hot beef injection. <laughs> no, I took it from the. Oh, the gays, the man gays. No, it's, see, it's, it's not gaze. about the dick, it's about the rape. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah bob rapes him again can't tell he can't fuck anymore uh then bob starts to get violent thoughts he just says i'm starting to get violent thoughts and out of nowhere seemingly out of nowhere bob finds a metal pipe and starts to beat jerry with it just oh. beat oh, the okay. fuck up with it i mean that's not uh, good but it's better than i thought yeah so jerry starts to breathe weird and start to act weird so approximately 10 p.m on july 5th almost 28 hours after jerry had been kidnapped jerry dies bob says he either choked on his vomit or gag or died from too much drugs he wasn't really sure how he died or blood force trauma maybe no he beat him in the arms and back he wanted to just like inflict pain but he didn't want to kill him bob's not about killing he's he's not inflicting pain if he's sedated that's Bob's testing. Bob's Bob's been experimenting this whole time. So he's he's figuring out figuring this out right now. He doesn't know what he's he doesn't want him to wake up because he doesn't know what's gonna happen. Bob's like scared right now. His first his first one, he's very scared. He's talking about how he's fucking terrified the whole time. He doesn't really know what he's doing, he just knows he likes it, right? So he's this is full Gacy now. He's, this is exactly Gacy's MO. For sure. And honestly, they have a lot of similarities, him and Gacy, for sure. Uh, Bob was shocked when Jerry died because that wasn't his intention. He's like, fuck, I fucked it up. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, <laughs> oops. Oops, exactly. Bob realized then when he died, he's like, not only am I a sexually deviant, because that's all he oh. thought he was, was a deviant. He didn't. He thought he was going to let him go. Everything was going to yeah. be good after this. He just... Oh, everything to was going to be good before. after he spent however... Everything was going to be fine. God knows how long raping a young man oh. and drugging him. He thought... He'll wake up and go back to his normal life like nothing's ever happened. No, no. He's never going back. He was just going to live in Bob's house for the rest of his life as a sex slave. That's what Bob thought like was going to happen. Like the collector. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So now... When, oh, when it is him, like the collector, though. He must like that. Because it is like the collector. Because she died. He didn't want him to die. So he's going to go bury him in the garden. And he's going to go fantasize about bringing in the next one. And because he died, he gets to that feeling like, ah, oh, I've created more art to not really because bob's like pit like he's he gets like this weird feeling like i'm a fucking sexual deviant he had that in his brain then he's like but i'm also a murderer and this kind of like disturbed him <laughs> bob talks about how the first like he was he was like fucked about it he didn't really mean to do that he was this is all according to him right like he's a murderer as much as the collector is a murderer though because that's she probably true. wouldn't have died if she got medical care that's true but uh in retrospect all the hell that Jerry went through, oh he was the lucky one of Bob's victims because 28 hours of forced sodomy, forced injection of drugs, and constant beatings would be just the tip of the iceberg compared to what Bob did to the rest of his victims. No, don't say just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> uh, Bob didn't know what to do with the body. Bob Bob had a dead body now. He's like, what do I do now? So the disposal plan came. Uh, he came up with was how he got the nickname the Kansas City Butcher. So Bob dragged Jerry's body to his basement. Then he tied Jerry's legs to some rope 
and suspended him upside down off an antique pulley that he'd set up on the ceiling of the basement. So he had an antique pulley in his basement. He's just like, oh, and we're back. We're back to Picton. Yeah. So he set her up upside down. Once suspended, Bob cut Jerry's throat and wrists, allowing gravity to empty the blood from the poor young man's lifeless body into a large cooking pot. Birdella also cook him in his own blood. Bob's no, he just needed somewhere to put the blood. So Bob's Bob's like hard too at this point. Uh, He's taking pictures, a lot of pictures. That's not a good sign. Uh, Yeah. From there, Bob took his razor sharp chef knives and cut up the body into more manageable pieces. He had a hard time cutting through the bones. So what do you think Bob does? Right. It's a saw. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, damn it. I'm doing bad today. Yeah. He got a chainsaw and finishes off the dismemberment. Where are the dogs? The dogs are just upstairs roaming in there. He has a kennel too. He puts them in the kennel every once in a while. When he's really like busy, he puts them in the kennel. Yeah, I guess he's pretty busy, but I feel like the dogs would help in this situation. Uh, there's but a lot he of he needs a, a of... pig. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> at last. <laughs> hold... <laughs> he does need a pig. <laughs> Celeste, yes! keep, keep a hold on to your thought. Hold on to your thought about the dogs because I'll tell I'll tell you about something in a second. So Bob wraps up all the body parts. This is all according to Bob. Okay, so he wraps all the body parts in empty dog food bags and wraps them in plastic, then puts them into good old fashioned black garbage bags. So the oh, next morning, Bob being puts a hoarder, right? I don't have all yeah. that shit in my house. He puts the garbage at the curb for the garbage man to pick up, which they do. So nobody really. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll. I'll kind of jump the line a little bit here and tell you that nobody really ever finds anybody's bodies for Bob. Okay. So there's a big theory out there that he did feed them to his dogs. Cause Bob just chopped them up and put them in the fucking garbage bags. The garbage man, take them away. Gone. So there's a lot of theories out there that the dogs ate them is what I'm saying. But Bob doesn't say, Bob said he did never did that, but we'll see. Bob. I don't second. know. That doesn't make sense to me. What does it make sense to you that he just put them at the curb and let the garbage man pick them up? Yeah. I mean, that seems a little high risk. Bob mm. sat there, he put them at the curb, and he sat at his window and watched the garbage bags until the garbage man came. He did not let them out of his sight. And yeah, he took but notes. They went oh, out of his sight when the garbage men came. I feel like that would be enough for him Correct. to be like, I've lost control of this situation. Bob Bob didn't, but like I said, Bob was panicking at this point. He didn't really know what he was doing. He was just like, I'm in sexual bliss right now, and I'm panicking. And he's not really thinking ahead, honestly. He's not. He's really just scared. He's just trying to get rid of it as fast as he can. Um, so after his first kill, Bob claims to have hated the feeling, uh, and this feeling lasted a few months. Liar. So after, after I, I believe Bob, honestly, I'll, I'll tell you why in a minute, but, uh, after killing Jerry Howell, Burdella felt shame for what he'd done. Uh, but more than the more he thought about it, the more he fetishized about it though. <laughs> so he, he tried not to even think about it. He took the photos in the journal and he put them in a hollowed out portion of his floor where he knew no one would ever find them. And he just left them. And after the shame started to wear off, Bob started to take out the photos and he started to jack off to them. And he started to jack off to the notes in his journal. Uh, and this, <sighs> would flat, this, this would satiate his, his new fetish for a while. Uh, it only took him so far, though. Uh, and after he realized that the control he possessed over Jerry was the only thing that was actually going to get him off. And after he realized that no one cared about chicken hawks gone missing, Bob knew what he had to do next. You just stop jerking uh, off. You just stop jerking off for a while, and then normal stuff will get you off. You just got to yeah. stop for a bit. Yeah, he needed to have that feeling of dominance again. Uh, no one caught him the first time. You know, that's what he thought. He's like, I should be caught. No one's catching me, so why can't I do it again? 
they're not yeah, gonna where's paul music. why isn't like is he has he gone to work in all this time paul we're just about to talk about paul so it took him a few oh. months for the police to even figure out that Howell disappeared the only person <laughs> that suspected him uh like bob was Howell's pa- father paul paul had heard that Berdella and his son were intimate um and had been hanging out a lot together Paul confronted Bob about his missing son and Bob just said that he left him at the dance competition. He was dancing with other guys. I didn't really like him. So I left. I didn't like it. So I left and I hadn't seen him since. Um, So Paul goes to the police. The police show up at at Bob's shop and Bob told him the same story. I don't know. I was trying to pick up this kid. He didn't want to be with me. Found some other guy and I left. So now we've got some like dumber shit. The police didn't really come back. Time just passed. And after nothing happened, and even after the police questioned him, Bob, now I know what I got to do. I feel I need another person to dominate. So who's he going to get? And as he's thinking about that, Bob's buddy, Robert Sheldon, called him up asking for a place to stay for a couple of days. Oh, no, Sheldon, no! <laughs> Bob, another Bob, Rob Sheldon. You Sheldon uh, fucked up. Yeah, this wow. is early... <laughs> this is early 1985, spring 1985. Sheldon had stayed at Bob's in the past, and Bob liked Sheldon. He liked to party with him. He had a good time with that guy. So money and sex for room and board could be fun. Plus, Burdell had been contemplating stealing someone for weeks, so maybe this will be the guy. Is Robert Sheldon the guy? The answer is yes. Uh, Burdell says that he hummed and hawed as to whether or not to take him. Uh, Burdell was attracted to him, so being a sex slave might be, a, this guy's going to be the best guy. He's fucking hot. So one night, the two were partying at Berdella's, and he almost took him captive, but he just decided against it. He was like, ah, he stopped himself. The next morning, Sheldon woke up sick with a stomach ache. So Berdella brings Sheldon to the hospital where they gave Sheldon a prescription for penicillin because that's automatically what the hospital used to think. Oh, you're gay? You probably have an STD. Here's some penicillin. Uh, that night, Berdella decided that, you know what? I'm going to do it. Fuck it. And... Bob drugged Sheldon with crushed Valium. When Sheldon passed out, Bob stripped him down naked, tied him, tied his legs, and brought him up to his bedroom. No, 11, wow. 11 p.m. BF. I feel like there are easier ways. Like I said, ways. he wrote journals. He started back, he pulled out his journal, started doing this. Uh, the journal also says that he penetrated Sheldon with various objects, including a carrot and a cucumber for the next couple hours until he couldn't ejaculate anymore. Um, then Bob starts up his game. He decides now that he's going to put Drano in the eyes of Sheldon. Yeah, he's just getting experimental what? at this point. This, this Berdella thought purpose. would blind him and make him a better sex slave. So now he can't escape as easily. If he ever wanted to escape, he wouldn't be able to see. What? Yep. So he got Drano and started on a Q-tip and started rubbing it on his eyeballs. Yeah, now he's getting fucking weird. And then Berdella started... Uh, Pulls out a syringe and he goes, Drano, eh? You know what I should do is I should put some Drano in his left eye. So he did his left eye. Then he decides to put some in his left ear. He ejects it right into his left ear just to Uh, try and make him deaf. Blind in one eye and deaf in one ear seems like a good place to start. He's experimenting. He wants wants to make a better sex slave. He wants to make a perfectly uh, uh, submissive young sex slave that he can tell him to do whatever and they have at the will of him no matter what. Oh, really? He was just a a visionary. Yeah, just and he's writing down notes too. So he's he's whatever he does, he's writing and he writes the reaction of how the person took it. So then he can figure out how to get better and better. You feel honestly, he's like 
uh, people are going to look at this later in life and go like, thanks for doing this experimentation, Bob. Like he thinks he's doing this like really groundbreaking shit like he's fucked anyway so sheldon screams in pain he's the youngest victim sorry sheldon yeah yeah he's only 18 that's sad his notes aren't descript enough to be science bob's not a scientist like, bob have... thinks he's a scientist you know what i mean he's gonna sound smarter because he's the only one he knows right. what the right letters right stand but like for, you know like he's he should have he... taken better notes then i was just about to say Maybe this is actually intelligent and he's just he's not he's purposely making a shorthand writing. so he doesn't get if somebody ever catches it, they won't know what it is right away. He, he is. He says that for sure. So as he injects him in the ear and the eye, uh, Sheldon's actually awake and screams out in pain, which Bob okay. figures out. Oh, I actually like that. Huh? I like this screaming. The more screaming, the better. So no, this gives Bob oh, another no. idea. That's um, he decides he's going to get some pliers and a hammer. Oh Whoa. my god, I'm so sorry, listeners. I'm so sorry. I don't think <laughs> I don't we've think ever done one this done bad. Far. <sighs> so then he decides he's going to jerk off while oh, crushing the bones in Sheldon's hand. Breaking the hand was Bob's way of controlling Sheldon even more. If they can't use their hands, they can't escape. So blind them, deafen them, take away their means of escape. This is what he's trying to do. Control. Jesus. This is misery, not the collector. I was just thinking the same thing. That's got misery, Kathy Bates vibes. <laughs> uh, the screen was so bad that after he came, Bob decided he was going to tranquilize a slave again, just in case the neighbors heard the macabre sounds. This torture went on for just under four days. Uh, he would rape Sheldon, inject Sheldon with various chemicals, and beat Sheldon with a metal pipe when he was bored of those things. Oh, to shut it's... Sheldon up, Bert Burdella bound his mouth with piano wire. So he could scream, he could still hear it, but it wouldn't be as loud. Uh, then he'd get piano wire around his arms too. He found that it had twofold effect. So if they were squeezing, trying to get out and screaming, the piano wire would actually like rip through their skin and yeah. uh, further Hurt. damage them. So it, Burdella also get got out um, a piece of uh, like a, a metal hanger and he branded him. Uh, his shoulder with like he warmed up the the hanger and wrote the word hot on the back of his shoulder oh my god just to brand him it wasn't uh the word hot didn't really mean anything it was more bob just being like i'm this just putting hot? more control yeah it's not they asked him like why did you write hot he's like i don't know i could have written anything i just wrote hot just the first thing that came to my mind so he just it was just a word. The brand itself was the thing he wanted to do. More control, more focused pain. Mm, Bob also, Bob, uh, he noticed in his notes that the injecting the Drano in his ear didn't really take away his hearing. So Bob got out a caulking gun and he decided he was going to try and deafen the captor by filling up Sheldon's ears with it. Oh my God. He put cork in his ear. Yeah. I mean, that would work. Yeah, no, it it. No, that that would problem work. is it stayed in for the night and then it kind of like didn't bond to his ear because it's not plastic or metal so it kind of like just fell out like an earplug so bob oh. was pissed about that oh. yeah bob was pissed about that it didn't really work he was mad about that he just like molded the inside of his ear with silicone <laughs> basically yeah uh bob tortured the man with needles uh oh. he took out his hypodermic needles and he, he called it his version of acupuncture he wanted to see which parts of the body were more sensitive and what would react under um, if he's sed sedated so much that he can't, I can't shake him awake. Maybe if I poke him, where would I poke him so he'd wake up? So Bob would try all over the place. He'd jab Sheldon all over his body, uh, including his testicles, just to oh. see what he would do. Um, Bob knew he was in complete control, and 
Bob knew this was the only way he was going to get off. Now he took dozens of, he took dozens of Polaroids and right. he took copious notes. <laughs> Sheldon still pleaded for his life over those four days. One of the last thing Bob did was bash Sheldon's head with a rubber mallet. He just found a rubber mallet, went bonk. Let's try that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't cartoon know why. bonk sound. <laughs> Christy, insert a cartoon bonk sound. Then Bob got out a 7,000 volt transformer and wanted to try it on Sheldon. He attached cables and alligator clips and started to shock Sheldon various places, starting oh with my God, starting with his nipples. Where? Oh. And Bob realized that if he stuck Sheldon with hypodermic yeah. needles and used them as a landing spot for the alligator clips, they wouldn't fall off when Sheldon was shaking from the ex- electrocution. Yeah, because he's dead. He's not dead yet. Oh. Sheldon's still alive. Uh, Bob no, used electrocution all over the place. He took photos throughout the entire affair. You can find a lot of them on the internet. They are haunting. They are fucking disturbing. I looked at all of them. What? Yeah, there's photos. The Polaroids. Not all of them, just some of them. So, but there's some of him electrocuting people. There's uh, there's about six or seven that are on there that are pretty fucking vicious. They, at the end of this, there's 334 Polaroids. They don't have them all up there. There's about <laughs> 10, maybe. You're going to have to send me a link. I will. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. I'm not proud of it, but I have to see. Yeah. <laughs> April 15th. Uh, so Sheldon's still alive and kicking. And April 15th. A handyman Bob had hired months earlier unexpectedly arrives at his front door to do the repairs on Bob's roof that he had ordered but had forgotten about. So Bob's a bit panicked because he knew that the repair guy would be in and out of his house using the washroom or whatever. And he's got fucking Sheldon tied up and sedated in his house. What's Bob going to do? So he's like, well, maybe I'll just go up there and I'll inject him with some drugs. And he's like, that might not work. So Bob answers the door, realizes it's the handyman and just says, give me a second closes the door, goes upstairs, wraps a plastic bag around Sheldon's head and comes back downstairs to let the guy in to do the work. Bob was pissed. Mm. He was just starting to have fun. Mm. After the repairman does the work, he leaves and Bob heads to work. Drags the lifeless and beaten body of Sheldon to his uh, bathroom to repeat the same thing he'd done to Howell. This time he used his bathtub instead of the basement because the bathtub could collect the blood a lot better, but he cut the jugular wrists, chopped them up into pieces using knives, skill saw, chainsaw, getting chunks of the empty dog food bags and garbage bags and putting the garbage bags on the curb and letting the city do the rest of the work. This time, however, Bob kept a souvenir. Uh-oh. He kept Sheldon, he kept Sheldon's head. Oh my! Bob. That's that's, that's an oversized. That souvenir. is a big souvenir. That's not a that's toe or or a finger. That's very that, Dahmer. That's very Dahmer. This guy has Dahmer little bits sure. and pieces of all some of our favorites. Yeah, you're gonna see. You're gonna see too. Like, oh my god. Okay, so he kept Sheldon's head. Bob explains he doesn't know why he kept his head. He just did. He just wanted to. So he wrapped it up and kept it in the freezer for about a week. And then Bob decided, like, I guess I can't have a head in my freezer. So he goes out in his backyard where the garden used to be before it was grown over. Uh, this time Bob had no regrets. Okay. Uh, he went and buried it right in the garden, right where it used to be just the head left it there. Uh, this, that's actually very, uh, what's his <laughs> name? Fucking campus killer. Big fucking guy. Mustache. Kemper. Yeah. That's very Kepper. Kepper did the same thing. Buried a fucking head in the backyard, right? His mom's head in the backyard. So Bob didn't have any regrets. Any regrets he had before were completely <laughs> gone. Now Bob didn't give a shit about being a murderer. Uh, just like last time. Bob didn't get caught. This gave him more and more confidence. Every day he was free. Bob knew that now the only way to live was with a sex slave at his beckoning. Damn. So two months or so go well, by and Bob wait, can't wait to have another He's not slave. wrong, but he's taking it too far. 
I mean, that's all why. That's why we all get married, right? <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, so Bob, I know. Uh, I just Bob's getting fucking. Bob escalates. Um, so now Bob waited two months, and in, in that two months, he hired a guy named Mark Wallace to help him clean up his fucking yard. Where he just buried that Sheldon's no, head in the that's backyard. A mistake. He's like, oh, I'm going to hire some guy to clean up my yard. That's a mistake. Well, it's too hard to get to the head. Yeah, well, Wallace was uh, a homeless man, didn't have any money, and he was glad to get oh, to work. Oh, okay, he's giving back to the community. Yes, but that's why I said Bob's kind of nice. He gives back to the community all the time. No, I don't know you guys. I don't. I don't know. If, I, don't know if <laughs> I know you guys love me. <laughs> All Bob could do is think about raping someone and having someone as a sex slave. Mark Wallace uh, wasn't necessarily his choice for a victim, but on a rain one rainy day, Mark Wallace was walking by Bob's house and it was like fucking pouring outside. So he said, oh, I'm just going to go cut into Bob's backyard and take shelter in Bob's shed. And Bob, the dogs were barking like crazy. And he noticed that someone had walked into the shed. So Bob goes out to see who it is. And it's Mark Wallace back there. And he's like, you know what, Mr. Wallace? Why don't you come inside? Oh, no. You have to stay Wally. out here. Come on in. I'll feed oh, you and everything. I'll give you a couple of beers. So they have a few beers and they turn into a few more. Wallace starts to get drunk and he says, man, I'm not feeling well. I haven't been feeling well for a while. Bob tells him that I, you know what? I've got an injectable drug that'll make you feel much better. And poor Wallace hadn't had such a good time in a while. And he figured, you know what? Why not? Let's make this a real party. So Bob injected the young man with ketamine, a sedative, which rendered him fully unconscious. He didn't really know what he was doing. Bob knew exactly what he was doing, how much to give him. Uh, Bob did the typical Bob thing, which is strip and tie up the unconscious man. Bob had had himself a new sex slave. Bob brought out his cock and a carrot and raped him before he could get him upstairs. He was so excited. Before he got him even to the bed, he had to rape him. Uh, Bob furiously wrote his notebook at this point. His notebook was getting more and more meticulous and started to describe things in greater detail. Oh, you idiot. Bob, It's still in shorthand, but he's just like, now he's adding like how much injectable drugs is he putting in? Now he's adding like what exact drug he's putting in. But before it was just like injected, passed out, whatever. He's just being more specific, but still in shorthand. No one could really read it. They even had a hard time later. Bob had to explain it to them. Bob then brings him upstairs and does the old rapey again. By 7 a.m., after a whole night of raping, Bob hadn't given Wallace any more sedatives. Bob wanted his new sex slave to be more awake and, quote, into it. What? No, it's Bob. not going to happen, Bob. Mate. Bob liked it when... You're being greedy mm. and you know it. <laughs> yeah, he does know it. Bob liked it when he fought back because if Wallace fought back, Bob would wow. beat him until he submitted. He loved hitting Wallace with a rubber mallet and on his head and <laughs> on his testicles. Bonk. This is very um, Paul Bernardo. Very Paul Bernardo. Paul Bernardo had to hear them say they were into it. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Then he brought over the alligator clips and did more electrocutions. Remember, there's always photos being taken. Uh, By 11 a.m., Bob had given Wallace some more sedatives because Bob needed to go to work and didn't didn't want his new toy to escape. So Bob got back around 4 p.m., so five hours is probably the longest he can leave these sex slaves at home without getting too mm. cranked up at work. Uh, and he found, when he got there, Wallace was awake and trying to free himself. So no, Bob no, was no. Fucking, ah, yeah, Wally, Bob was fucking sit your ass down. You don't escape. Don't, don't try to escape. Uh, so what he does to retaliate, he gives him a huge 
injection of ketamine, like a big sedative this time. Wallace almost instantly out, so Bob decided to get out a syringe and give Wallace an enema Ew. with dish soap. Now, what? Yeah, the dish soap—the dish soap was too. Yeah, what does that have to do with escaping? Yeah, that's this is what I'm saying. This is his punishment. So you feel like that's maybe not the worst thing it could do, but the dish soap was for two reasons: clean out the butt and lubricate the butt. Because Wallace's punishment for trying to escape was that Bob was going to fist him. People do that recreationally. I feel like you could be a little more creative. Which Bob did unsuccessfully. He couldn't get his fist in there. He tried. Yeah, you got to work up to that. Wow, Bob. Yeah. So embarrassing for you. Yeah. So Bob. then Wallace got another night of torture and rape. Bob experimented with his needles again, making notes in his journal as to which parts hurt Wallace the most. Uh, the top of the list was eyes and testicles. Uh, we didn't so need to knows. have this to understand that would have. Mm, yeah. Never would have seen that coming. No, it's 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 in a science book now. So uh, now we know it's true. Wallace didn't last long, though. Bob Bob was giving him way too many drugs. And after the night was through, Wallace wasn't responding to the torture anymore. Bob knew that Wallace was dead by 7 a.m. Uh, he was pissed that Mark Wallace only lasted 48 hours. Um, so he did the same routine, cut him up, garbage man, all that kind of stuff. What killed him? Uh, too much. He choked on his vomit or this is how Bob describes it. He said he either choked on his vomit or too much drugs. He wasn't sure which one. When Bob, this time, when he put the garbage on the uh, curb, he sat there. Like I said, he watched the bags the whole time. But this time he wrote down the plate number of the garbage truck. Like that's how much Bob, this turned Bob on to fucking get to know exactly which garbage truck was taken taken away as disposing him this this was just about a year after his first victim this is the kill that made him a serial killer three in one year yay he finally did it congratulations did he know Bob. about this like is that did, did he it. know that he had to do three in a year to become a serial killer no i'm no that's well maybe this is before mindhunter isn't uh it? this is 1985 so it's probably around that time oh no yeah. It's around that time. Mindhunter wasn't out yet, but uh, What's-His-Nuts was definitely interviewing serial killers by this time, I think. John Douglas or whatever. Well, what year was Son of Sam? I'm not sure. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Because he was the first, wasn't he? He interviewed them in prison, though, right? So it was way after the murders and stuff. Anyways. Maybe, this might not be that. I'm not sure. Anyways, after, Bob, after Mark Wallace, Bob knew he had to be a bit more careful because he wanted to keep a sex slave for like a long time. He didn't want them to just last two hours. Bob always said that he never wanted to kill any of them. It was always an accident or he had to because of situation where he'd be caught, right? Bob up to this point said that he wasn't torturing anybody. He started torturing on his next victim. So this wasn't torture so far. Bob was just experimenting. Now he was torturing for fun. I don't know. I don't know about that. I know. I Bob's... I believe Bob, though, because, yet, anyways, we'll talk. He had no reason to lie at the end, so. I mean, if what he's been doing isn't torturous, then I'm not looking forward to hear what you have to say of what is torturous yeah. to this guy. What's his definition of torture? Because if he's saying that it wasn't sadism till this point, he is not correct. <laughs> no, he's, I, I agree, I agree. I I feel like his more, he was more thinking, like, I'm learning. It's, I'm not purposely torturing I'm like educating myself on how to do this. Okay, so he's like, I already know that the eyes hurt the most, but I'm still gonna do it to the eyes. Exactly. So now he's now he's doing it to inflict that pain. Before it was like, what pain can I? Like, does that make okay. sense? Like, yeah, yeah. What am I doing exactly? And now he's categorizing it like, oh, now if I do this, it's torture because I know it. it hurts All them. serial killers do okay. that though. They just don't pretend it's experimenting. Yeah. No, I know. Bob's just like Bob. 
Bob's smarter than everyone. See, look at my book. <laughs> right. Look at my book. This is science. You just don't understand. Yeah. He wanted a uh, visionary. Like, Bob wanted a permanent se- torture and sex toy that lost all hope. He wanted them to figure out a way to like, so they're fully submitted. That's what he wanted. And it's achievable, Bob, but you have to keep them awake. You can't keep sedating them or they'll die. You need to keep them awake, Bob. Yeah. Which Bob's getting a little bit more paranoid at this time too. He thinks he's going to get caught. Uh, so now Bob's plan is to find a way to get more. Yeah. So he's, he's trying to figure out a way now to like incapacitate them enough so they can't escape without having to drug them so much what you're saying, like he wants to keep them alive. So he's, he's figures he's on the right track with the trying to blind deafen them with the Drano and caulking. So Bob mm-hmm. Burdell was about to step up his game a little bit. So in the meantime, Jerry Howell's dad, Paul was making life complicated for Bob. Uh, he was going to, uh, the spot in Kansas where all the male prostitutes hung out and asking the whereabouts of his son. And this is when Paul finds out that Robert Sheldon had also gone missing. So Paul was also informing all the chicken Hawks that Jerry and Sheldon were Berdella's lovers. And they were both seen with him just before they both went missing. So you guys should not get in the car with Bob Berdella. If you see his Toyota Tercel pull up, do not get in his vehicle. He will, you will, it will be bad for Paul also was friends with a Kansas city police officer named Charles Nooner. Uh, he had Nooner convinced that Jerry hadn't just disappeared because that's what the cops were saying right now. He's like, he's an adult. Maybe he just went to the next city over. I, it's not like they have the same kind of tracking systems. They now you could disappear back then. People would never know. So maybe ha- he found that. Isn't the Nooner where you leave on your lunch break to fuck? Yeah, pretty much. And a shitty cop at the same time. He's also a terrible cop. Paul finally convinces Nooner that Jerry just didn't disappear. Uh, he'd been taken by someone. Nooner, was, or Paul kept saying, it's Bob Burdella. I fucking swear to you, Bob has something to do with this. So Nooner brings Burdella in for questioning. Burdella brings his lawyer. Burdella looks nervous the whole time, just sitting there not saying, letting his lawyer mm-hmm. do all the talking. And in reality, there wasn't any evidence that to say Jerry or Sheldon were anything but missing because there's no body, no nothing so far. So no solid link that led the link them to Burdella. So Bob's lawyer basically said, quit harassing this man, leave him alone. He's just a small business owner trying to get off selling fucking gremlins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Leave him alone. So Nooner starts to go fine. Nooner doesn't believe because he saw how Bob was acting in the, the interview room. So he starts to go around to the area where all the chicken hawks hung out. And he was asking about Berdella. Uh, he did fought, get some tips that linked Berdella to Jerry's disappearance, but none of them st- could have stood up in court. It was like, I saw Jerry poison someone, like give people hot shots when I was ha- partying at their house, but you're also a fucking junkie. So like he was worried no one was going to believe the junkie story because Jerry would be doing that. You would think it was funny. He would invite over prostitutes and just give them a, like a shit ton of sedatives, watch them pass out, fuck them while they're asleep and let them leave. He would do that quite often. He was a, also a huge rapist like he didn't just kill people oh. yeah, he, was, he was raping people the whole way through and nobody really knew because they're fucking chicken ox no one gives a shit about chicken ox wait sorry who was doing this Berdella. bob was doing that too so did i i thought you said jerry i, I must if i, I said like, that oh no I, I think i did say that but i meant yeah bob would there would be lots of stories where they would go to bob's house pass out wake up with their ass turning and leave like bob would do this shit all the time and then some guy would told them literally like Bob would get me to go find him guys so he could like give them fucking shots and then watch them pass out. He thought it was entertaining. Bob used to love doing it and he used to do it in front of other people. Oh, gross. So well, as long as he 
paid them, I guess. I guess, but like still, still rape. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Bob was a fucking huge rape. He had lots of victims that weren't murdered. I wholeheartedly believe that. Yeah, but didn't they co- keep coming back? Different ones, right? Like, yes, they would come back for sure. Oh. But, but he would do it to a lot of different people. Oh. But some people would come back for sure. For sure, 100%. It's a warm place to eat. Like, Bob would feed you. Well, Bob yeah. would give you all the stuff you need. Like, sure, you just wake up. Yeah, my statement made it sound like I thought it was okay as long as he paid them. That wasn't what I was saying. I was just saying, like, well, why would they keep coming yeah. back, I guess, if he paid them? Yeah, that's the thing, yeah. yeah. Just so we're clear, listeners, yeah, I yeah. don't think it's okay <laughs> if they're paid to rape them. Yeah. <laughs> So Nooner got a lot of those stories from from some of the chicken hawks, but he couldn't really do anything. It's just he thought the junkies were not going to hold up in court, which he's probably right, especially 1970s, 80s like that. Or sorry, 1980s. Probably right. If they would have went there, they would have been like torn yeah. apart on the stand by the defense attorneys. So. They still yeah. aren't considered reliable witnesses. Yeah. So now that the police have had a few conversations with Bob and they still didn't arrest Bob. In his mind, he was invincible. He's never going to be caught. Okay, uh, Bob was actually questioned for selling weed uh, in 1985, in the winter of 1985. So the police were watching him. Uh, they got a tip from that he sold weed to a couple of young men named Walter Ferris and Gene Shaw. Uh, Shaw and Ferris had met Bob in the flea market and bought some ketamine from Bob the previous day. And shot just in the flea market. The flea market, yeah. Just buying ketamine. Yeah. In the flea right on, right under the, he did under the counter. Uh, yeah. They don't make flea markets like and, they used and to. You know what? <laughs> yeah, they didn't even sell it to him. Bob just gave it to them with the promise that they would bring him weed as a replacement for the ketamine. So they were supposed to bring him weed and pay him the next day. But the day after, they didn't show up, and Bob's questioned by the police. So Bob's thinking to himself, "Did Ferris and Shaw set me up, those little pricks?" Uh, of course, the cops couldn't prove anything. Uh, and Ferris and Shaw were still hanging around Bob at the bazaar. They would still go to the flea market and still go chit chat with them. And Bob in his brains, like these guys just sold me out to the cops and they're still coming by. He's getting more mad. Right. And they would still call Bob up in the middle of the night. Come party with us. Let's go party at your house, Bob. Cause Bob always had drugs. And then they'd be like, Bob sometimes would be like, it's late at night. I don't want to party. And be like, well, just give us drugs. Then they, they were that, yeah. those two guys. Um, and Bob's pissed at them because he thinks they sold him out, right? At one point, apparently, these two guys had broken into Bob's house and stolen drugs from him. So he, they were some of the guys. So Bob got a phone call on September 26, 1985 from Ferris at about 730. Uh, and he was annoyed, right? Ferris yeah. asked Bob <laughs> to meet him at a gay bar called the Midnight Sun. He's like, can you meet me at this gay bar tonight? And Bob was like, whatever, tonight's, I guess I can go out. Uh, but Ferris had an ulterior motive. He wanted a place to stay for a few days. So he wanted to do it in, pu- in a public place, ask him face to face. So Bob wouldn't yell at him. He could kind of sense that he's pissed at him. So Bob had it up to here with this guy and knew that Ferris was going to be his next captive. He, as soon as he saw him that, that day, he's like, you're mine. You're coming with me. Can I ask a quick question? Yep. We've had two victims so three. far. How we're, many victims were there total? There's, there were six and we've already had three. I thought this is victim number three, Jerry and Robert. Oh, and then Melvin or whatever. Sorry, I'm confused. I'm pretty sure we're at four right now. Wallace, Mark Wallace. Robert, Sheldon, Mark, and Jerry. All right, so. Yeah, Jerry, Sheldon, and then the. Wallace. What happened with the. the, There wasn't anything. He he, Two of them died from asphyxiation. Two of them died from asphyxiation. The first and the third. The second guy, he wrapped up fucking plastic around him because the repair guy came up to his house. I remember that. I just feel like we went through Wallace so fast that it was. 
Yeah, it's it's all a bunch of the same shit, right? So I'm like, I'm just same shit. Yeah, giving okay. you the I'm on board. I'm giving you the extra stuff he's doing on top of the stuff he's already been doing to the other guys. I could go on. We so we're on ours. Four out of six. <laughs> well, and so far he's only kept one head. He kept, he he kept, kept the second the head. second dude's Correct. head. Yeah. Okay. Only Shel- Robin's head. Dude's head is still in his garden. Correct. Yeah, Sheldon's head is still Correct. in his garden. Okay. Bob says at this point. Like I said earlier, this is the only the first victim that he intentionally tortured. The other ones he was just tweaking to suit his needs. When they get back to Bob's house, he asks Ferris if he's hungry. So <laughs> Ferris is like, I'm starving, actually. So Bob brings out a bowl of chili for Ferris, which Ferris gobbles up. Uh, little does Ferris know that Bob crushed up some sedatives into his chili, and at about 9 p.m., Ferris was out for the count. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, emphasis on the <clears throat> chill. Yeah. Bob injects him with a bunch of drugs. Then Bob starts his rape. Same as he had with the others. Carrots, cucumbers, penis, all the stuff. Bob's still taking notes, adding a new invention. So, uh... I feel like if I knew that I was about to get real deep in someone's asshole, I wouldn't give them chili. (laughs) That's true. It's gonna get weird up in there, but it's still gonna work its way through. The only time Bob would untie them, the only time Bob would ever untie any of his victims was for them to take a shit. Pissing, he'd hold her dick and put it into a cup or whatever. But to shit, he never wants shit on his bed. He said that. Like, fucking shit everywhere else now. It's not on my bed. Again, so why would you give them chill? I don't. You'd think that you'd have to untie them more. I know. Bob didn't really feed them once they were tied up, though. You know what I mean? That was, like, basically a last meal. He fed some guys later on. We'll, we'll talk about it. this guy. So I did like just give him, like, a piece of chicken or something. Or, like, cheese and wrap it up <laughs> like you do for a dog. For a dog, yeah. Yeah, Bob has chow chows. He would know that. Yeah, you think he'd be really good at that. Yeah, so Bob adds a new invention this time. He's doing all the same stuff he's doing before. He's getting a little bit more brutal with his techniques, too. So he hooks up two metal spatulas to the 7,000-watt transformer so he could use it like paddles. Um, So as soon as Ferris got his wits about him, Bob took the ends of the spatula shocker and just shocked Ferris for fun. Ferris would scream in pain, but his mouth was gagged with a rag and piano wire again. Bob shocked Ferris everywhere, including his nards. Uh, the journal says that he did five minute intervals on the dick. Five minutes. Think about that. It's a long time. Oh my god. That's fucked. That is horrible. He would not have stayed awake. He would have passed out. No, during he would have passed out. But he's like doing the electric, like oh, like he's not. Like sure, his brain might not be there, but his, his muscles. muscles he's like convulsing on the fucking bed. Yeah, his muscles would fucking hurt after, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't experience the whole thing. See. I- He's like, I want to keep them alive. I want to make them last longer. Then stop trying to stop their heart. Well, he's, yes, yeah. he hasn't really figured out that part yet. He's figuring out like how to incapacitate them, but he doesn't really figure out. He'll figure out how to keep someone for a long time. He just hasn't figured it out yet. So after he does the nards, oh, like after that. he does the nards, he does the eyelids, like fucking spatulas to the eyelids. Oh, weird he's got a weird thing about eyes i wonder yeah, why it's just, it, it just turns into a cycle for him right whatever he tries he does again and, and just a little, little bit further like rape electrocute rape, no punker, there's there's rape. something there there's some deeper meaning there's some deeper meaning in the eyes it's just him. pain because he knows that place hurts the most like the testicles or the nipples or whatever he's just picking the spots that hurt a lot that's it's really just yeah but he picked the eyes that was the very first thing he did to sheldon yeah. was put drano in his I, eyes. it's to blind them He's got a thing about eyes. It could be. I, honestly, he's just trying to make it so it's easier. F- <gasps> Doesn't he wear glasses? He does, yeah. And he, is he blind? He had shitty eyesight his whole life. He's not blind, but he's got mm, thick-ass glasses. I get it. I get it. So 
Yeah, it makes me want to kill people. Yeah, it was. Or just blind others. Yeah, so he's. he's... How many volts did you say this electricity was? Uh, it's more than it's seven thousand seven hundred watts. Honestly, I see seven thousand, but it is seven thousand seven hundred watts. It's the transformer. Okay, five minutes. Minutes on, on his... his dick. Yeah, for sure, on his nuts. So he and then he's so that's burning too. Like that's he's not living, just like electrocution. He's like... singeing him for sure. Yeah. Yeah, like that's that's like an electrical brand. Like that's Bob, insane. Bob's crazy. So yeah, you remember how Chris Chan said that Sonichi would shoot lightning up chicks' vaginas to make them come? Yes. What did his book say about that? Um, did it work? It was very <laughs> uh, like <laughs> there was no opinion in his book. It was all just of observation. Are there any Polaroids? There are Polaroids not. Of the yeah, some of it. Yeah, there's one guy. So of his nards. No. So well, he's um. Yes, there is, but not not we can see nothing. We can see. Oh, he might have been right, and that's annoying, because I don't know. Yeah. What's your question, Bo? No, can't remember. So yeah, these are the new things. Sorry, you had to follow that. Yeah, these are the new things, Bob. No. With, with the spatula, he just went back to his cycle of like rape, eat, electrocute, rape, eat, rape, cucumber, fuck, acupuncture needles, rape. Real fucking times. Uh, by the morning, Bob Bob went too far with this guy. He actually wanted to torture Ferris because he fucking ratted him out to the cops. Uh, by the morning, Ferris had a slight fever. Mm. So Bob was like, oh, no, my new toy is sick. And he gives him some antibiotics. Uh, well, that's nice. Cycle continues through the night, uh, through the day and into the night. Uh, by then, by like 11 o'clock, Ferris couldn't even sit up for more than 10 to 15 seconds. By midnight, Bob notes that Ferris had very labored breathing and he was labeled as 86th in his journal which like is a term for like dead or like he's gonna die like throw him out he's done project over wow so bathtub dismemberment wrap up chunks let the trash man do his job uh bob was pissed he's like fuck i wanted to keep this one longer but he kept them shorter just over a day uh but he was enjoying stop trying to stop their heart yes he was enjoying the process. He was just mad he figured out a little bit more this time. Um, he was happy with Ferris dying. Fucking rat, you know? Yeah, I get that. But, like, short-term, you know, just focus on keeping them alive, long-term reward. Yeah. Just, like, put your dick away for five seconds and learn something. Yeah, he learns. Yeah. The next one's the one that I think gets the worst of it. So, oh. Bob's oh, getting... Bob's Bob's starting for hunting for a new playmate pretty much right away, but he's getting that reputation from Paul and the police that he is a dangerous man and you should avoid him because of the cautious community. Bob doesn't find the right guy until he runs into a guy named Todd Stoops. Todd Stoops. Todd was a 23 year old addict who lived at Berdella's house in 1984 with his wife for a little while. So Bob hadn't seen. Yeah. Bob, Bob, uh, Stoops and his wife used to live with Bob for sure. Bob hadn't seen Stoops for more than two years until I ran into him on June 17th, 1986. So it's been about uh, almost six, eight months, I think, since his last, it was more than that, probably nine months since his last kill or his last victim. Is he the only straight victim? Not straight. Well, bye, I guess. I, like still out chicken hawking, even with a wife. Mm. Um, Stoops actually was just kicked out of his house by his wife for selling all their furnitures for drug money. So Bob sees Yeah. Bob picks him up. Stoops doesn't recognize Bob immediately. But as soon as they started reminiscing about old times, he remembered. 
Birdella invites Todd over for lunch. And Stoops kept, Stoops Shelly, kept saying, lunch. all I needed was $13 for drugs. So Bob says, okay, I'll give you lunch for free. If you come fuck me, I'll give you the 13 bucks. Sound good? So 13 bucks exactly. and Shelly. Ever the attic, Stoops agrees and heads over with Bob. Bob was pumped because he thought Stoops was like the hottest of all of his victims. He thought this guy was the fucking hottest one. And I, I'm so glad to have him come over right now. He had long curly hair, nice lean body. Woo, the things Bob was going to do to this guy uh, more carefully this time. Uh, he, needed to, wow. he needed to make the little hottie last. Oh, there's no picture. Todd Stoops, there's pictures. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Todd, I, Todd, I found one of the Polaroids. Todd Stoops has the most photos, actually, of the most Polaroids of him are on the internet. Oh, that, I mean, that's just... Yeah. Oof. Oh, not Polaroids, though. I wanted, like, a picture of him as a human. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> not a sex toy. Yeah, understood. The only ones that there seems to be human pictures of are Sheldon, Jerry, and Ferris. Yeah, so... They start chatting casually at Bob's house. Uh, and while they're chatting, Bob makes Stoops a peanut butter sandwich this time, actually. Uh, one awesome. thing one thing you should never do. It's a better choice. Yeah, never take Bob's food. Just We know that now. Um, he put tranquilizers in the sandwich, which is kind of like... To be fair, I knew that before. Yeah. I found, when I knew when I found out what happens to his cucumbers, I, found, I knew you shouldn't take Bob's food. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you ever chops up cucumbers, gives you chili... Or gives you a peanut butter sandwich, run. So he put or carrots, yeah. Or carrots, yeah. He, he put uh, sedatives in the peanut butter sandwich. Um, he ate them within minutes. Stoops is passed out. Bob pulls the same routine, takes lifeless body, ties him up, rapes the shit out of him until he can't get his dick up anymore. This time, Bob tried to blind Stoops by shocking his eyes. So he like opened up his eyes and like zapped them that way. Uh, Brudella breaks his index finger. Just, I'm going to break a finger. Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, there's notations about Bob fist-fucking this guy in his journal. Uh, oh, he did I mean, it! When I say fist-fucking, I don't mean like, oh, my fist is in there. He went right to his elbow. Which... Oh. Uh, Again, I've seen that recreationally. This time, Bob wasn't yeah. being careful, though. Uh, he ruptures Stoops' uh, anal cavity. and Yeah, of course he does. He's <laughs> bleeding profusely from the anus. Uh, so this made Bob this this upset Bob, uh, and he beats him with an electrical wire. <laughs> Imagine how he feels. I don't know why. I don't know why that's funny. He's, he's mad, mad at him. At him about it. He's like fuck? as if you're it's angry. Beats dude. What? Like that? That's not his fault. He got an electric on my bed. Oh. He got an electric wire, and he just beat the shit out of him with the wire. Um, wow. Stoops cries out in pain. Which also kind of angers Bob because he's kind of getting more paranoid. He's like, I don't want screaming anymore. I know it turns me on, but you're going to get me in trouble. So Bob remembers about the Drano in the throat trick and tries that on his new lover, Stoops. Then he thinks the to himself. The one he likes the best. The one Bob he likes thinks the best. to himself, this is where it finally clicks in Bob's brain. He goes, if you're going to cry out in pain, this is what happens. And he goes, wait, now I have fucking rules. Now I have, I, I'm understanding. I have to give them parameters or they get tortured. Uh, so Bob felt bad for rupturing his anal wall. Uh, so he brings him ice cream the next day. He was mad at him. He, br- he brings him ice yeah. cream and ice- talk. Yeah. Uh, Stoops couldn't keep it down. Uh, Obviously. Because of yeah, the Drano. Probably. His temperature was high. So Bob thought he might have a fever. Uh, it was actually sepsis um, from the ruptured anal cavity. I bet. Yeah. So he gives. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, give Stoops some antibiotics just to be sure. Stoops cries out in pain, begs him to let him go. Bob says, you're never leaving, Todd. These are the facts of life. If you don't do what I ask or resist, you'll get whipped and electrocuted until you stopped. This keeps actually this Stoops isn't the longest one. There's another guy that goes longer. So this keeps going for 13 more days. Oh, so, my God. During those 13. Oh, I thought when you said a long time, you meant actually a long time. No, this is not. I forgot. I forgot. the. I thought Stoops is the longest one, but no, he's a short one. Uh, this keeps. A long time would be like a year. The collector kept her for like. Nah, but he never gets years. that far, but he gets pretty far. So during these 13 days, Bob cut the curls he loved so much because he kept getting away of the rape and torture. Like he kept pulling, like getting his elbow stuck on. He's like, fuck this hair, dude. I love your hair, but we got to cut that. It's got to go. No, no. Yeah. Bob, uh, Stoops had lost most of his body weight and was dehydrated. It, he looks like a skeleton of a man in the later Polaroids. Like if you look at early Polaroids and the later ones, there's a huge difference in 13 days. It's fucking wild. Mm. Um, so on July 1st, uh, Bob tries to clean him up a bit. His breathing's very labored. And by noon that day, Stoops died after 13 days of no treatment on his anal bleeding from the fist fucking nearly two weeks prior. Uh, what a why. Yeah. Then the, the cleanup's the same. Wouldn't be my first. No, not a good way to die. Then the cleanup's the same. Cuts up stoops, wrapped him in bags, let the garbage man pick him up. Bob watched and loved this part the most, he said. The the garbage man picking him away up. He looked, was, I don't know why he loved that part the most. It was like a weird thing. Completely doesn't compliment his goals, though. His goal is to keep them forever, which means the garbage man never comes. Yeah. Mm. So in 1987, 11 months since stoops, Bob was looking for a new playmate. Uh, so he's looking for chicken ox at the regular strip. June 1987, uh, Bob was on his way to Ohio to visit his family when he got a call from a man he knew named Larry Pearson. Larry and Bob, Larry Pearson's the one who gets it the worst. I'm sorry, I've had that mixed up earlier. So Larry and Bob had known each other for years, and he was a homeless guy. Bob loved to take care of the homeless, right? Good guy. Uh, Bob, like Larry, thought he was polite and always appreciative of the fact Bob would let him stay at his house. He was one of the guys that he actually liked that stayed at his house. Larry was recently charged with indecent exposure, and he knew that if he called Bob, Bob would lend him the $250 bail to get him out. Uh, so when he called him, he was looking for bail money, and Bob thought, you know what, this is a perfect new victim. He said he'd pay the bail only if Larry would come with him to Ohio and stay with his parents with him for a week. Larry said, sure. So they went and as like a weird couple parents. went to go visit his mom, I guess. Not his parents, but his mom and his stepdad. Mom and stepdad, yeah. stepdad. So, yeah. So they went there for a week and they came back and then um, they kind of had like a, like a normal-ish relationship. Um, next two weeks... Pearson was living at the house. He wasn't really helping around the house. He was just slumming around, which Bob didn't actually like. He got kind of upset about that. You're not helping out around the house. Fuck mm-hmm. you. Um, but he was, he was letting it slide. He was like, this is kind of a normal, I'm not going to tie this guy up. We're just going to live together. And then one day, Bob and uh, Pearson went to the movies to watch Creep Show 2. And after the movie, they saw some young chicken hawks standing outside the movie theater. And Pearson much to his demise brags to Bob that in his younger years that he and his friends used to beat up the fags around town. You see a fag like that. We used to beat the shit out of them. 
So this is when Bob finally decided that Pearson was going to be his next leg. Fuck this guy. I'm going to beat the fag, beat me up. So I don't know, man. I don't, is it bad? I don't feel as bad for the homophobe. No. I'm kind of okay with it. Uh, He's, but he's like out there, like, he knows Bob's gay. Like, why would you even say that? He's known Bob. Like, Mm. he's trying to be cool saying that to the gay guy. Like, Pearson, anyways, whatever, man. Pearson's fucked. Pearson, he's an addict. He doesn't, that's not making sense. You know, he's not putting that shit together. He's just saying the first thing. He should have said it, but I mean, he said it. Yeah. So, yeah. So the next day, Pearson and Bob drank all day. Bob was like, let's get hammered. Um, So much so that they drank so much that uh, Pearson, I guess, I feel like Bob was just doing the, like, let's, because they were doing shot competition. I feel like Bob was doing like the shot over the shoulder kind of thing. And they were just flying with drinks. So Pearson was fucking hammered, passed out by 6.30. Bob used this as an opportunity to inject him with the same tranquilizers and get started on his new object. Pearson was actually a bigger guy than Bob, uh, and Bob was getting older. So he couldn't drag him up the stairs, so he brought him to the basement. Same deal, though. uh, Piano wire, tied up, Drano, rapes, electrical shocks for five days. Pearson actually barely made a fuss about the whole thing because Bob had rules now. Bob realized he had to make rules and he explained them in great detail. You will only speak when spoken to. If not, shock. If you resist sex in any way, lead pipe to the head. If you follow all my rules, those are my two rules, no punishment. Pearson only cried out for help the first day. That earned him some testicle shockings. After that, Pearson was smart enough to know I am fucked, so I better listen to this guy. So they got into kind of a routine. Bob would come down, get his sex. When he was done, tranquilizers. Bob would turn on the TV extra loud so the neighbors couldn't hear the scream, uh, hear him scream. So would Pearson, or like if there's any type of screaming, the neighbors couldn't hear. And he also cranked the TV so that he could creep around the house and Pearson wouldn't hear him coming. So like he wouldn't know there's somebody walking around. So Bob would go to work. When Bob would come home for work, he would get to work at home on Pearson uh, by raping him and then torturing him. Uh, the after work torture stuff kept him from escaping, like the Drano thing. Like he was thinking about like, okay, these are planned tortures now. Break his hands so he can't escape. Drain on the throat. Zap his eyes. Do whatever you can to like keep him there. Uh, break his fingers. Smash his hands with a pipe. He wanted a permanent guest. So after a week, Bob was like, I hate fucking on this basement floor. So I'm going to he roll down his mattress Bob adds a new rule, a third rule. My name's Master Bob now. You're going to call me Master Bob. Ooh. So he's Master Bob now. Uh, after three weeks, Bob says, enough is enough. Let's go upstairs so I can ra- rape and torture you where it's way more comfortable. So he puts a collar on him and walks, leads him upstairs with little resistance from Pearson. Uh, Bob now starts saying, if you're good, I'll, I'll even get you stuff now. I'll give you some cigarettes. Maybe we'll rent a movie one day. That'll be fun. He's getting it. Yes. So he finally got when it. He, when he when he finally said, "If they keep doing shit, I'm gonna," he finally clicked in his head. Oh yeah, rules. That would make it a lot easier. Uh, this is how you get a permanent guest. You yeah. figured it so, out. So <laughs> uh, if you if you're not good, remember ball shock. So and back to the basement. So Pearson understood. Pearson got sure. I'm in. Pearson even starts to pretend to even like it. Starts. Oh my god, you're so. Actually, he would start saying shit like, I'm, I'm I'm, dead. I'm so dead. 
and uh, that would turn Bob on even more. Like, oh, I'm fucking the dead guy. Like, I don't know why he ne- he wasn't fucking any like corpses or anything. But for him to say like he's in such control that like I'm dead, you do whatever you want with me was like a very big turn on. He even started volunteering blowjobs to Bob. You want to get your dick sucked? I'll suck your dick, buddy. Uh, Bob loved it. Fuck Bob loved that. He was so happy with him when he started doing that. He loved it so much that Bob started getting comfortable letting Pearson do things that he wouldn't have done with the other slaves. So each morning he would give, they would have breakfast together and then Bob would go through the mail. As he went through the mail, Pearson would suck his dick. That was just the routine in the morning. And on early August, six weeks captive, by this time, Bob pretty much stopped torturing this guy. He just only, if he broke the rules, he's tortured him. Still tied up, still, still held. Um, But yeah, so on August 5th, Bob and Pearson were going through the regular routine. Bob reads the mail. Pearson suck his dick. Today's mail was especially nice because it had some like, I don't know what the magazine's called. I couldn't figure out, but it was a magazine, but it had some like good looking guys on the magazine. It's like, you know, those free magazines they gave out. I, I guess it had good looking guys. So Bob was like, oh, I'm gonna look at these guys while I get my dick sick. This, that's pretty nice. And as he's, he called them beefcakes, which I found was funny. Mm-hmm. Beefcakes on the cover. So I guess Pearson got some bravery that day while he was not paying attention and he fucking he bites bob's dick like hard to the point where it's like almost the knob is almost falling off uh oh yeah (gasps) big time not it's not off it's not fully detached but he fucking bit it hard he's Uh, gonna kill you pearson no you were just getting the trust back to honestly pearson like he's it's not great that he's although i wanted to ask about the homophobe thing did this is what bob said he said yeah right yeah so he might not even be a homophobe but i think that pearson is kind of the hero of the story bush of the week he is bush of the week there's a bigger hero than uh pearson maybe we'll see bites his dick so this gets this where it gets really fucking weird to me so i was already weird this is where it gets weird it was already weird. Don't get me wrong. There was just, it just gets more weird. So Bob fucking bleeding from his dick, holding his dick like down. He's still tied up. So he finds a two by four, which, okay, whatever. He had, I'm sure he had many fucking shit around his house. He just beats the shit out of Pearson with the two by four. And he injects him with drugs, lets him keep some fucking, and he rushes the hospital. Okay, hey, fuck, I'm, I, I got my dick half bit off here. I got to go to the hospital. It's going to be hard to explain. Like when he got to the hospital, they said, what happened? He said, uh, Pearson, a guy named fucking Larry Pearson, or he called him Larry Person. I don't know if that was a lost in translation or a typo at the hospital or in the police report, but he tells the police and the hospital that Larry Pearson bit my dick off. Larry Pearson, the guy he has at his house, the real name, or he calls him Person, but I don't know if that's a typo. I have no fucking clue. Bob was so fucking overconfident at this point. Like if he murdered today, he wouldn't even get two in. He'd get one and he'd be caught. He's so fucking stupid. When he's telling the police, he's like, don't worry, I don't want to press charges. Then why the fuck are you telling the cops? I guess they had to say something at the hospital or something. Like the, I guess the hospital probably called the cops saying, oh, there's a, those gay guys are having a domestic. Come on in here. Like <laughs> anyway, so after getting all stitched up and against doctor's orders, the same day Bob leaves the hospital, they the hospital said you have to stay here for a couple days to heal. He's like, no, I got to go home because I breed chow chows and they just had a puppy and I got to go feed them. I'll come back. And the hospital says, okay, as long as you come back, cause I'm go, but come back. So Bob gets in a cab, goes home, tells the cab, wait right here. I'll be right back. He goes inside his house. He sees Pearson still passed out, barely breathing. 
Bob figured since his dick was out of commission, what does he need this idiot for? So Bob gets a plastic bag and suffocates Pearson. Goes back outside, catches the cab, back to the hospital where he spends the next three days. Oh, it's going to suck when he Bob, gets Bob home. actually closed the doors, turned up the AC, and put the ba- body in the basement before he left so that the decomposition wouldn't get too too bad. Still going to suck. Slow down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the house is already a filth fucking mess. It's already disgusting. Like, yes, decomposition is probably worse than dog shit, but... Yeah, but he's going to try to lift him into the bathtub to drain him, and he's going to have sluffage. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, stayed there for three days, got home. As soon as he got home, he's like, I got to go get rid of this fucking body. Uh, he's still quite injured in the dick, so it's a lot harder for him. It took him two days to dismember Pearson. He got home on a Friday, and it took him Saturday, Sunday, and pickup was on Monday. So I, he probably should have taken longer. He probably would have taken longer had garbage pickup not been Monday. So he just didn't use as much knives. He used a lot more chainsaw than usual. The garbage man took Pearson away too. Um, Bob decides, though, this time, Pearson, you know what? You deserve it. I'm going to keep your head. So he chops off Pearson's head, keeps his head too. Oh, does he put it in the garden? He wraps it up, Sheldon's? wraps it up in plastic, puts it in the freezer for about a week before deciding what to do with it. Bob decided that Sheldon's head has had enough time in the garden, dug it up, replaced it with Pearson's. What? Yeah. So Bob puts uh, Pearson's head where Bob's or Rob Sheldon's head was. Takes Rob Sheldon's head inside. It's pretty much fully decomposed. Uh, it's been a couple of years since it's been out there he soaks it in water for a couple days just to get off the last of the flesh that's in there uh, once he gets all the flesh off he decides i'm going to remove all the teeth so he takes all the teeth out and all the upper teeth ended up in one envelope and all the lower teeth ended up in another envelope and when he buried sheldon's head originally there was still some vertebrae attached so bob was careful to make sure he got the vertebrae too took those put them in a separate satch- satchel so he had the skull with no teeth Two envelopes with teeth, upper and lower, and a little bag with the rest of the vertebrae. Uh, He put them in a closet in his house as a trophy for his collection of things that he kept from his victims. He made a puzzle. Basically, yeah. (laughs) Basically, it ends up being a puzzle for sure later. Put him in the board game closet. Pretty much. At this time, too, like a a little bit later on, I I shouldn't say at this time, a little bit later on, like a couple months later, he actually puts four human skulls in the front of Bob's Bazaar Bazaar. Uh, on the outside is in a display case and he wrote it was during march madness time basketball ncaa college basketball tournament of the and they whenever they have the final four he just wrote the final four because like kansas city was oh in the my final god four. we had those skulls sitting anyways yeah wow real, real skulls he's fucked up anyways so we had real skulls from other people that he bought uh, other places this wasn't the first skull he owned yeah, but this mm. was the first one he farmed himself. Yeah. <laughs> Bob uh, goes back to his life as if nothing had happened. Um, he lasted nine months longer on the pleasure he got from the treasure closet before he needed another slave. So on March 29th, 1988, Bob went out oh. hunting. Oh, Chris, the year I was born. We're we're on victim. No- that was victim number six, the last one, Sheldon. So we're on victim number seven. So I said he only had six victims. So maybe this might be Bush of the Week. So on March 29th, 1988, Bob went out hunting. Chris Bryson was out walking the strip looking for a John. Bryson was out chicken hawking to earn some money for his family. He had a wife and a kid. And or to earn some money for drugs for his habit. He quickly, he was quickly picked up by Bob while Bob was downtown trying to scope out a new chicken hawk. Like I said, by this time, Bob's Toyota Tercel was known vehicle to be avoided because um, they're always too rough with the Johns. Bryson was unaware of this fact because he was a new guy. Um, so when Bob pulled up next to him, asking him to party, 
Bob, our Bryson was all about it. So we jumped in the car. They had a few beers. Bob plied him with a couple beers for about a half hour. Then Bob suggests like, hey, how about we go back to my house? We could do stuff. You can get paid. You know what I mean? <laughs> you want some chili? Yeah, I got lots of really actually offer some drugs. He goes, you know what? I got lots of drugs. Uh, once back at Bob's. And he's an addict, I assume. Yeah, he's an addict. Yeah. So once back at 4315 Charlotte, Bob and Bryson chatted and drank a few more beers together. Then Bob suggests they go upstairs so they can get their, you know, it's more comfortable up there. Maybe we can earn some money for you all. Uh, so yeah, Bob suggested go upstairs. Maybe get some little, maybe get you some money there, pal. And then Bob, ever the gentleman, says, Bryson, you go first, pal. And as soon as his back is turned to Bob, Bob struck him in the back of the head with an iron pipe, knocking him to the ground. That's unusual. Not a mallet. But yeah, not a mallet. Lead pipe. Christy, Boing. put in the cartoon bonk noise. Bonk. <laughs> Berdella uh, quickly hits his neck with a hypodermic needle filled with tranquilizers, which rendered Bryson unconscious. Oh, he didn't even feed him this time. Oh, although he was gonna feed him. Might have learned from the chili thing. Sausage. Oh, yeah, no. he probably learned. I don't want to change my sheets again. Then Bob does what he does. Uh, journals, Polaroids, strip the man, tie the man up, torture the man in various ways, electrocuting nuts, cucumber penetration included. Uh, make sure his victims can't leave with the torture too. Burn his eyes with bleach this time. Drain all the throat. Smash his hand with an iron pipe. You know, the usual. Get to know, uh, get them to know that they're helpless and make them submissive so Bob could get them to resist less. Bob is back with his two rules with Bryson. No saying no, and only talk when being told to be allowed to speak. Uh, Bob added a few new rules, actually. If I fist your asshole, don't you dare bleed. <laughs> rule, rule number three is, if you ever bite me, I will pull out all of your teeth with a set of pliers, and I won't give you any tranquilizers. Rule number four is, if you ever hit me, I'll break your arms to the point where they won't be able to be used anymore. And rule number five is, if you ever try to escape, I'll let my vicious dogs eat you alive. They're chow chows. Yeah, I know, but that guy doesn't know that. You just saw big-ass dogs. If you ever break any of these rules, I'll tie you in the basement and bring other men that he knew to have their way with him, too. So Bob's threatening another man. And Bob said, I'm the nice one. My friends aren't so nice. So his dick is fine? No. Well, it's been nine months, so it's healed. Yeah, it's, it still works. Probably got a little... It works fine. ...disformation to it. Yeah, he's still he's still raping fucking Bryson with it. Okay. Yeah. That's that's too bad. That was I was you know I was hoping Pearson put him out of commission. Yeah. Should have bit harder. Still, yeah, he should have bit harder. So Bob would back up all his threats with the Polaroids with Bryson. He showed him all the Polaroids. He said, "These are other men that were my sex slaves. See them? They're all dead now because they didn't listen to my rules. So if you fucking break the rules, you could be a next Polaroid like this." So Bob day one puts a collar around Bryson, and whenever they went anywhere, he would walk him around like a dog, nude. And they got into a routine quickly. Bob, Bob. Routine that was. There is such a wide and willing community that is open to doing this for you. You don't need to be illegal about it. Is all I'm saying. But Bob doesn't. Bob doesn't want this playtime. That's fucking chicken shit bullshit. Bob actually wants to be in control. Never will they. Oh ever. no, there, there are, are there are people that want that. There are too. people you that want to be the internet, which he didn't have. Yep, that's what I was about to bring up too. We know now because of the internet. He yeah, didn't have it, that access. There is master yeah. slave relationships that have contracts that are written up that the person the slave is not allowed to urinate shit fucking do anything. Like you can get contracts made up. 
I'm going to tell you right now, though, if you went, you know what? I'm bored of this. I'm going to go for a piss. I'm not listening to that contract. The other person will go, shit, that sucks. Not fucking Bob Berdella. He goes, you don't listen to this. I actually break your hand. I actually take a finger off. I actually cock your ears. It's a different mentality. I don't care how fucking consensual this master-slave relationship is. Not what Bob wanted. Bob wanted yeah. actual, real control. Not with some fake papers that you could just say no to eventually. You know what yeah. I mean? Like again, he with the internet, he could have found could find people that would I, come I agree. to him. I agree. But my point is, Bob's too far for that. You've got the internet. You can find people who want this before they die. Like who actually want to consider, like. We've seen on the internet there are people who are willing to go to other places to supply body parts so someone can eat them. Like there mm-hmm. is someone out there who would love to be have the shit beaten through them and experience what he's putting other people through to die. You're probably right. But, Bob, I've been reading about this guy for like a month now, and I'm like too far in this fucking – it's not it's not deadly enough for Bob. <laughs> like unless there's someone that's like, yes, if I don't listen, kill me, yeah. it's still – there are, there, are. there okay. are on the internet. He could find somebody that would want this life partnership where including the torture, including the anal bleeding, everything. I want to be entirely submissive to you no matter what. And I, I will cut all ties and never try to escape. Basically exactly what it ends up with is exactly what he had with Pearson before he bit his dick. That's what it ends up being like. Mm. Their life ends up being mm-hmm. at the beck and whim while they're tied up to their master and they and they do it with submission because if he's all about control these slaves go in with the mentality of i want you to have complete and utter control of me abuse sexual abuse i don't want to have to think about what i'm going to wear like it's you can find you it. part of it though like I, I i know what you're saying i understand like i get what you guys are saying but i think part of it is also they don't want to i'm making them yeah do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. They do not want this. If soon as they want it, Bob doesn't like it anymore. No, but that's yeah. I disagree because he wanted Pearson to suck his dick every morning when he read the when they read the magazine. It was all about the absolute control over this other human being. He even took him down to breakfast. He wanted that relationship with someone. The second that person could go, I choose against this now, I change my mind, that is like the end of it for Bob. Mm-hmm. I get that. Like, I broke a person that said no appeal. That's, that's what I feel like Bob is at. Like, I feel like you're right. If Bob would have started off like this and got into that relationship, he never would have gone this far. Mm-hmm. But since Bob has moved himself into this crazy fucking, like, yeah. breaking a human into what he wants, molding him, and having them, like, yeah. scared of Bob up to, like, that is not the same anymore. That Those are, as nah. soon as the consensual part of it is gone, Bob got control without consent, that he became what Bob yeah. That's and that's the part I don't think at this point in the story, Bob could yeah. not Mm-mm. live like that. At yeah, person one, maybe you know what I mean? Maybe you're right. I reckon at the point where Pearson was, I reckon he couldn't now. I agree with you. But where he was with Pearson is he'd moved into that different mindset. And I reckon if Pearson hadn't bit his dick, this would never have happened. He'd just be still living with Pearson as his slave. I agree. And, mm. and I, I think if Bob before Jerry Howell. He would have known about this lifestyle and like gotten all he would have just been that and it would have been like very normal kinky fucking relationships for Bob for the rest of his life. But mm. Bob's too far now. Bob's Bob's in a like uh Yeah, and you know what? He could have gotten to the point. What he would have done going into the community beforehand is he would have gotten to the point where I reckon just one wouldn't have been enough. And he would have ended up being one of those dudes who had like five sex slaves. And if they stepped out of line, he would have had that power and control. He would have been like, fuck off and watched because 
part of that community in that far into it is if you're decollared, like if you've got your collar taken off you, like your reason for existence is taken off you. So he could break, like crush a person. He would have had so much more to play with if he'd gone down this path. I 100% agree. I just think at this point, yeah, Bob's like kink is way beyond what anybody does now normally, like yeah. in a safe, normal way. Bob's yeah. fucking in for the blood now, you know? I just think you were right at the beginning. Yeah. Where if he the had the modern internet, world never would have created mm-hmm. him. That's yeah. all. For sure. For sure. Okay, so Bob, they get him into a routine right away. Bob understands what he likes now, right? So routine right away. Wake up, rape, go to work, come home, torture, rape, go to bed, repeat. When Bob went to work, he would tie Bryson up extra with a gag in his mouth. So like further time up, he would sit him on the bed, crank the nearby TV. So just in case a neighbor heard Bryson screams, they might just think it's the television. Bob would also give Bryson some hope. He told that if he followed the rules, he might give him some comfort stuff, some comforts like cigarettes or rent a movie. Same thing as he said the last guy. Uh, they did actually have a double feature movie night. The second night he was there, they watched Lost Boys and Robocop, which probably triggered him because of that shooting dick part in Robocop. <laughs> he was probably, why are we watching this bullshit? <laughs> mm. And Bob, for some reason, Bob made Bryson pose for pictures this time. Like, flex for me, buddy. Like, take your shirt off. Like, he did some weird photos that weren't torture involved. It was just for, like, jacking off to, I guess. Uh, that was a new thing. Uh, a few yeah. days into his captivity, Bryson asks Bob... That if you go to work today, when you go to work today, can you not tie my hands above my head? It hurts. It's like my all my blood's rushing. Can you just, if you can find a better way to tie them, maybe with my hands down like this. There's actually an interview with Bryson. Bryson escapes, but there's a little bit of a video, an interview with Bryson, how he kind of tells you. I'll let him tell you about what he had to deal with. So this is this is Chris Bryson talking about how he escapes from Bob Berdella. This is from a documentary made on rights of burial burial uh which is the book i read uh they actually adapted it into like a documentary and it's trash but this is actually talking to chris bryson he doesn't go by chris bryson when it first comes out he like obviously hides his identity because they didn't want but later on he has to kind of give his identity up and when he got back there was you know there was real restriction you know marks on your hand he knew he'd been trying to get away and plus another thing he would turn the tv up so loud and he would go out of the room I didn't really know if he had left, if he was really left the house, or if he was watching me to see what I was trying to do. And I believed everything he said. Okay, he told me he had killed before and he would again. Okay, on the fourth day, as being as my hands was numb and I was thinking I couldn't do nothing with them, I asked him if he, if he ever tied anybody's hands any differently. I said, try to, if you can cut, time my hands and feel sure that I can't get away, could you time me where he goes? And he did, and, and he tied them from, took them down from here and tied them here. You know, I always waited like two or three hours after he was gone, what I thought was two or three hours to try to do anything. So I tried playing with, playing with the knots, man. I was moving, moving the knots and uh, I got them off. I knew that I'd get them off, okay? But it, was, it wasn't the time, I didn't know. So I was gonna do it at that point on the fourth day, I planned for the fifth day I was gonna do it, okay? The next day, he went, went ahead with the regular schedule. We did everything. Asked me if I had to go to the bathroom. And I said no. But while I was talking to him, he had some matches. Because he always gave me a cigarette, right? Before he left. And uh, he so I smoked a cigarette. And he always took the matches away. And he was standing there. And he threw them down just kind of by the table. Did I kept his attention talking to him. Why he didn't remember to pick the matches up again. You know, I don't know why. But that, that's what happened. 
I already knew I was gonna have to burn, burn the, the ropes with the matches. So after I got them loose, I could have reached down and touched my feet with the, but there was a, the bedpost was a metal bedpost, and I, I, I was uh, so freaked out in my head that I thought he had booby trapped the metal. You know what I'm saying? I actually thought I was gonna get shocked or electrocuted if I would try to test the metal. That is why I burnt the ropes. Until I got that loose, it was just like a, a fast panic, man. Like, I didn't know shit about the window because the window was covered by a, a big pitcher. I didn't know if he was gonna open. I didn't know if he was in the downstairs. I didn't know how much time I had. I really didn't know how high I was up or anything. Or I surely would try to look for my clothes before I went out. You know, that's that's uh, the fear. Once I knew that I had committed to untying the ropes, you know, I just knew that it was all or nothing. And so uh, uh, the adrenaline building, man, I just got up, raised the window, and I was happy that it came all the way up. And I looked down. All I remember seeing a dog dish right there below on the sidewalk. And I was thinking, damn, I'm gonna jump down there and get attacked by these dogs. So I, I crawl out and I'm hanging. I was gonna try to jump over to the fence. The next yard was, you know, appeared to be about this far on the sidewalk. It was all divided. I was gonna jump over to the, to the next uh, where the grass was. I was gonna try to get a little sway going. And uh, the ledge broke and uh, I fell straight down. I, I hurt my leg a little bit, but that was nothing. I dove over the fence, and you know, I wasn't thinking about being naked or nothing. I just wondered, you know, I was out of there, so. Yeah, so, uh, well, yeah. Well. So he, uh, day five, he, he go, ugh. get burns off his rope, like he just tricked Bob into, like, leaving some matches there and kind of burn himself free, falls down. You could tell he kind of said, like, I was shocked that the windows even opened, because he thought Bob would actually maybe lock them or but they opened, so he jumped out. He tried to hit the back grass. He actually, he says, oh, I hurt my leg a bit, but he broke his foot when he fell. He didn't just hurt it a bit. He was fucking super injured, But he was naked. Uh, naked, just with a collar around his neck with a leash, yelling up and down the street, uh, help me, help me. He found a, a meter maid. There was a guy giving tickets on the street. He found that guy, and that guy brought him to the, so holy fuck, brought him to the nearest house where he's yelling, that crazy son of a bitch is trying to kill me at that house there. No, they get to the house, banging on the guy's door. Naked man in a fucking collar and a meter maid. Guy doesn't let them in, but he says, I'll call 911 for you. <laughs> yeah. I would I would Me do either. the same, except I'd call triple zero. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Triple zero or whatever your local emergency number is. Uh, please showed up moments later. Bob Burdell's reign of terror was finally over. Uh, April 2nd, 1988, five days after he was captured, Bryson did what five others couldn't and get out, or six others couldn't. Which get out of the grasp of the Kansas City busher. Police wait for Bob to return to the house, which is about noon that day. Apparently, someone, one of his neighbors called Bob at work and said, Well, there's a bunch of police around your house. What's going on? And Bob fucking got in his car, so he knew he knew something was up already with Bryson. Talked to Bob right away, like, who are you? He's like, I'm Bob, I own that house. Bob kept going, like, where's the guy? Where is he? <laughs> because they kept saying, a guy said you're torturing him there. Where is the guy? And they're like, We're not telling you that fucking Bob, he's with us, he's safe. Can uh -oh. we go search your house? Bob says, uh, no, not without my lawyer, he can, or whatever. I don't know, Bryson's fucking spilling his guts about everything, about the rape, the torture, the Polaroids, the druggings, everything. KCPD knew that this was going to get weird. Uh, they just didn't expect it to get this weird. So they get a warrant for sodomy, for a sodomy charge, because they couldn't prove any rape. They, so they get a warrant for that. Go in there, because they wanted to go look up 
for the burnt rope, the second floor window where they said it was, they didn't really believe him. They thought it was like a weird lover's quarrel again, fucking cops. Like that's how quarrels happen. Usually guys jumping out of the window, breaking their legs, but, um, but they got up there and they found the Polaroids in that room right away. So they get another warrant for fucking search for more, more stuff. They fucking end up searching that house for, uh, but when the cops get there, they enter the house at about two o'clock when they get the warrant. Uh, Bob's dogs barked at the officers, but were quickly murdered by the itchy-figured police officers who hit each dog with 22 bullets combined. No, just I kidding. Mean... They just... I'm just kidding. Animal control is there. Um, oh. I just wanted to trigger you, you guys one last time. I, just to I was so mad. <laughs> yeah, you were very successful then. Yeah, well I just wanted to trigger you guys one last time. <laughs> no, they... <laughs> The house was filled. I like how no one questioned. Oh, American cops. Yeah, they totally did that. I legit was like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, of course they would do that. Of course. Uh, the, the, the house was filthy, but didn't stop the police from finding all the evidence in the world. Uh, they found the Polaroids, the journals, the envelopes full of teeth, the indoor skull, the outdoor skull, the transformer by the bed, hypodermic needles, prescription drugs, illegal drugs, rope that Bryson was tied to the bed with. They also found Walter Ferris's license. For some reason, uh, they had a, uh, they found a missing persons article from the Dallas Star uh, for Jerry Howell. Uh, they found the chainsaw and the table saw, both of which tested positive for human blood, bone fragments, and pubic hair. 334 Polaroids in total of men in various positions. Uh, some looked like they were just flexing sexily and others being shocked in the testicles and everything in between. Carrots in the ass, fucking cucumbers in the ass, fists in the ass. Uh, problem was the cops were already worried because all this stuff was circumstantial. There's no, there's evidence of a sodomy and a torture and all that stuff from Bryson, but everything else, those pictures don't have any Berdella in them. They have like a gut, maybe an arm that they didn't really know was Berdella, but nobody was clearly dead. They just looked tortured. Maybe this was just some sort of weird fetish thing. They don't, they, there's no murders going on or anything. They don't know that. Um, didn't have they DNA. found skulls and skulls and bo bone fragments and blood on the chainsaw. Blood and blood in the chainsaw. They don't have DNA yet, so they know there's blood in the chainsaw. They know there's pubic hairs. They know there's uh, skulls. Oh, I'm sorry. Were they the dog's pubic hairs? Could be. Who's the skulls? Whose skulls it are could they? Be. I, I'm just joking, but this is what I'm saying. The cops are terrible in this. No dental records. All these guys were like homeless fucking guys, so they have no. Who are these skulls of? Yes, they're skulls. And he also he also bought a couple, didn't he? So yeah, that's the thing too. His house is full of all sorts of oddities, shrunken heads, other skulls, weight predated Bob Berdella living mm. skulls. You know, like yeah, but buried in the yeah, garden. that was the head. The one buried in the back took them a while. When they found the one in the back, they were like, "Uh oh, this is John Wayne Gacy all over again. We're gonna find fucking so mm. many bodies." Uh, they didn't. Thankfully, they just found the one head. But uh, they've also found like in the backyard when they're digging it up, like jars full of bird feathers. They found a couple of jars buried with bird feathers and some like bone fragments of like animals and shit. So they've automatic and they found a bunch of books on the occult, uh, some weird robes and shit. So instantaneously, the cops were like, this guy's a Satanist. Here's another thing, Celeste. We've mentioned that there's so many. These are like so many serial killers. They found a file folder full of articles about other serial wow. killers. So Bob was mm -hmm. studying his contemporaries. He was looking up like gacy or and he was keeping this in a file folder and learning about the other guys doing the same kind of weird shit bob Berdella was not a satanist okay i'm just gonna say it right off the bat he was definitely not a satanist he just had a weird little guy with weird little interests honestly he had all this 
shit already so he just had weird stuff like that was bob he also had fucking non-satanic weird shit too but he also had yeah, he had an oddities store exactly good yeah. chance there'd be oddities well and this but is when home. satanic panic really kicks off too that's what i'm saying but that that doesn't change uh that the media would run with the occult angle uh geraldo rivera made bob a part of a special entitled devil worship exposing satan's underground uh, this is such a piece of shit. Listen to the claims that uh, Geraldo has on this. Just give me one second while I pause this. Cult. If these allegations Ugh. exist, as we merit you that they do, isn't it reasonable that if you pursued them with vigor, you might find evidence that could pin more of these crimes on this man that might help solve some of the cases of missing children and missing young adults that you have in this and surrounding communities? There isn't any question that if there are people who have information about him being involved in witchcraft or Satanism, and that information has not been given to us, that we would love to have it because it would be further leads that we could follow. Here perhaps are some leads for investigators to follow. Item. Police reports obtained by us show local authorities have long been aware that devil worshippers were conducting large-scale ceremonies in the Kansas City area. Item. This young man says he was an eyewitness to a sexual orgy at Burdella's house, one with heavy satanic overtones. And item, this woman claims she met Burdella through her former husband, a high priest in a local satanic cult. We were at a meeting in the area, and he was up on the platform in a throne, which symbolizes that that sacrifice at that particular meeting was for him, was done for him. So he was in an exalted position. He was a VIP. Yes, he was. What happened there at that ceremony? There was a young man killed, a young boy. He was 16 years old. Did you ever tell the police about any of this? No, I didn't. Why? People don't believe you when you talk about these things. People just do not believe these things happen. Remember, aside yeah, there's go. Yeah. There's all sorts of dumb shit that that whole. There's like a, I don't know if you saw. It's an hour and a half long episode about Satanism in the U.S. They gave gave ten minutes to Bob Berdella out of that hour and a half special, and all of its horseshit. Which whatever. Uh, of course, that's going to make a great story when you find that guy's murdering people, uh, and nobody knew any any details really. All they said was they found occult stuff in the house, so the media is of course going to run with it. Uh, the media was having fun actually. Um, some of the media was having fun with it. A local radio station was giving away prizes if you went down to the station wearing a dog collar. Uh, Skid Road, yeah, Skid Road. Oh, it's fun for him. Uh, it's fun for the radio station. Good, good ratings. Uh, Skid Roadie, which was the station's morning rock show host on 101.1 The Fox, uh, he wrote a jingle and he played it on the radio. It was uh, a parody of Mellow Yellow by Donovan. And uh, do you guys like karaoke? I have I have lyrics to the fake up song and I have mellow I have mellow yellow uh, karaoke geared up. Who wants to sing the song? <laughs> I will send it to you in the chat. <laughs> they call me Bob Berdella. Anyways, they made up a song and they were playing. I don't know that song, or I would be up for. I don't it, know the song well enough. Do you have the lyrics, please, sir? <sighs> I'll send them to you. I'm so ready to hear this song with a strong Australian accent. This is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, I don't know the song well enough. Wait. 
white. <laughs> <laughs> Christy knows the song. To the um to the song Yellow Mellow. I don't know the song well enough. But these are the lyrics. These are the lyrics. <laughs> these are the real lyrics on the screen. And what I just sent in the chat is the lyrics that Skid Rody made up. Where's the chat? Come on, you guys don't know this song? Oh, I... Yeah, I know this song. <laughs> Christy's going to sing it. No, I'm not. Come on, Christy, don't be yeah. like that. Yes, you are. Yes. These lyrics. You want me to sing the real lyrics or these ones? These ones. we got to restart that. The, the ones in the chat. The real lyrics yeah, the, or the, the fake ones? These ones. Yeah, those ones. The real lyrics are on the, the real... screen because it's karaoke. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, this this guy sounds yeah. fun. I can't believe you guys don't know this song. I'm just mad about torture. Please. The police are mad about me. That little, that little whisper part yep. that happens in the song, it goes like, tell us, tell us about it, Skid. I couldn't find the real song. So <laughs> tell good. us about it, Skid. I can't you don't know that song. They call me Mellow Yellow. No, I don't that one. Koala. And that's because of the Caramello yeah. Koala ads. We've got our own parody, but it's about chocolate, yeah. not about murder. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, a, not about serial killers. Thanks, baby. Yeah. That was I've, amazing. I've literally been awake for three seconds. Thanks, Christy. Right. Thank you. Thank you. So after, uh, anyways, the, the media's having fun with it. I don't think it's completely ethical to do it that way, but whatever. I don't really care about fucking Bob Bordella's feelings, honestly. Uh, I do care about the victims. They probably shouldn't have been doing that, but I mean, that's what they were doing. It was the fucking 80s. It was a lawless time in the fucking media, I guess. It still is, but yeah. Anyways, they just said whatever they wanted to sell fucking ad space. So that's the one thing I will say is even though our media is still corrupt and <laughs> Murdoch and all of them are still doing their shit, right? There's at least a little more. And with the internet, people can call shit out a little bit more. You know what I mean? And yes, there's always falsities, but sure. they would never get away with that today. Like, could you imagine the Satanists would be up there being like, we're doing a protest because we. Our followers of Satan, and we would never accept someone sacrificing a child. My name, my name is Lucius Greaves, and I don't appreciate you talking about the Satanists yep. in this manner. We are a legitimate group within mm -hmm. the U.S. of A., and we mm -hmm. have rights to. Um, I hate, I hate Lucius Greaves, by the way. Anyway, okay, so yeah, they have the skull. That's the only real piece of like hard evidence they have. Everything else is pretty. Circumstantial, honestly, they they when they have Bob in for sodomy, they get him to take they get a court order to make him take photos from the same positions. Oh. So like they get his gut in the photo, like they make him take his oh. shirt off, get him all naked. He's pissed about it. Bob doesn't like losing control, so he lost control. Like he had no autonomy. He had to take off all his shirt, take a photo with his arm sticking out, no, so you I... kind of see his arm. You can see his gut sticking into the picture with like a little fake dummy sitting there. They tried a lot of stuff to like pin him because they don't know if this guys are dead and Bob's not saying anything. Bob's being very quiet. He's got a lawyer. He knows to shut the fuck up. Uh, then they eventually like seize his house, which Bob says that's not fair. You should be able to sell his house to get better representation. So he gets that's public a crime defender, scene, motherfucker. Can't do want. that. Yeah. 
so they do that but uh bob eventually wins a legal a quick little legal battle about that he's allowed to sell it uh as long as he's anyways that's that comes later he, he ends up getting his house back and selling it for legal fees um but bob tries to get bob tries to get bail um and it's just just for the sodomy charge they don't really have him on any murder charges yet but the prosecution brings the pictures the polaroid shows the judge the judge laughs him out of the court you're not getting bail buddy um they set bail higher later on when they actually do anyways he does actually get bail but it's for way too much later on uh you can't pay it uh, but at his arraignment for sorry what's the, an arraignment anyways they figure out so when you come in, they yeah, read the gotcha. charges to you. So they yep. tell you what your charges are. Typically, most people will plead not guilty, even if you're going to plead guilty. Just to, if you're going to plead guilty, you work out a deal with the DA's office to plead guilty, whatever your plea bargain is going to be. Then when you go actually into court later to put your plea in, you plead not guilty. Bob. Okay, sorry. for At first, at the arraignment, Bob, Paul Howell finds out uh, where it's going to be, brings a gun to the courtroom, tries to shoot Bob. Um, not successful. Yeah, he brings a gun to the courtroom, tries to shoot him. He knows he's he killed his son. This is the arraignment wow. for the sodomy charge. It's not even fucking arraignment for anybody. Uh, gets arrested. I don't know, whatever. Doesn't nothing comes of it. They don't charge him. They understand why he did it, but they uh, nothing bad happened. So, but Paul went. Yeah, he went for it. He didn't get there though. Yeah, that wouldn't fly today. He'd go to prison for that. Uh, once they figure out who the body, the second skull belongs to Pearson. They figure out that Pearson, uh, he, Bob obviously had Pearson around him because he, he disappeared before the medical report saying Pearson bit his dick off. So they get his, uh, his dental records and they figure out that there's actually a murder. So they know Pearson's been killed on the property because there's a fucking head in his backyard. So they charge him with the murder of that at his arraignment for the murder charge. Berdella pleads guilty to the murder. Right away, because this is very rarely does this happen. Usually you plead not guilty, make a deal. He knew they had the skull. He knew he was fucked. And he also knew from the public defender's office that the they didn't put it, like the prosecution didn't put in for the death penalty yet. Usually they do that afterwards. They only put him in for a murder charge. So to avoid the death penalty, Bob pleads guilty at his arraignment to try and not get the death penalty. The I bet pussy. he was also just eager to start talking uh, about it. Or no, is he's pleading guilty to sodomy? Oh, shit. No, this is after the sodomy things. Like they, once they get the skull, they figure out that it's Pearson's skull. No, they knew the the public defender told him to do that. If you want to get off on the thing, you do it. It was a sneaky move by the public defender's office. They actually were like smart on this to try and get him off the death penalty. So they knew there was uh, at the arraignment. They said, "How'd you kill him?" He said, "Choked him," uh, or suffocated him and they were pissed like the prosecution was like pissed like they didn't put in the fucking death penalty thing they knew he was gonna fucking plead guilty get life in prison for that so they had another skull so like we're it's eventually gonna figure out what this other skull is we're gonna put the death penalty in for that one as soon as we figure out who it is you're fucked bob so bob says okay what if i plead guilty to all my other murders then can we make a plea deal so i don't get uh uh, the death penalty and they say sure he's like how many before they say he's like how many murders are you talking here bob like we figured out all the pictures they did a lot of work on the pictures actually like how many deaths are we talking about here bob he goes less than seven <laughs> so, like six like, why would you say less it's than not that seven bad. I didn't yeah the seventh one seven. got away what yeah. wow 
Yeah, That's less ridiculous. than so, which is uh, whatever. They, the prosecutor, the fucking families wanted to get the death penalty. They were pissed. But the prosecutors are like, we'll never figure out. There's six more. We only have two skulls. Everything else, we're just guessing. We have no clue what went on in that house. Really, we have idea. We have no fucking clue for real. So they talk to the families. The family's kind of like, some of them are for it. Really, prosecutors make an executive. They say, fuck it. We're going to do it anyway. We're going to take the plea with him. We're going to do the plea deal. Uh, the plea is that Bob give unadulterated explanation as to everything that had happened. So they go, sure. And then they get to get, uh, they say, okay, as long as you are completely truthful, whatever questions we ask, um, we'll get the answers from you guy from you. So they, uh, yeah, they sit him down for three days, December 13th, 14th and 15th in a school. They didn't want to do it at the courthouse, but they got the stenographer, uh, the judge, both sides, the attorneys, and Bob in a room. And Bob candidly goes through each and every murder as much detail as he can. And uh, yeah, Bob ends up, uh, they ask him about like Satanism. He's if you're Satanist, no. Um, did you ever sacrifice a baby? No. They, have, they ask him all sorts of fucking, like everything, all the rumors. Did you feed him to the dogs? All the rumors they had heard, Bob answered. That's why I say I think Bob was answering honestly. That's why Bob, I believe Bob because he had not. He was fucked mm-hmm. anyway. He was going to jail for the rest of his life, no matter what. He just didn't want to die at the. So he was being honest to save his own life, which is I find cowardly. Like you had no problem torturing and fucking killing a bunch of people. You should have man up and do the same. You pussy. Yeah, now he doesn't want to die in the electric chair. Like. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It would have been lethal injection actually at the time. Maybe if but, it had been the yeah. electric chair, he would have been yeah. down. It's got a thing for <laughs> yeah. Oh, can you attach it to my nuts? <laughs> even, like they didn't even understand the book at the time, so we had to translate all the shorthand. Told them what, what all the abbreviations meant. What? So he had pretty detail what he did. Um, they had five or six Polaroids out of the three hundred thirty-four that they couldn't identify. They didn't know who or who. He kind of like put them in order. He did all this shit over three days, which is ugh. Uh, they, a lot of people said there's accomplices. He said, no, the Geraldo thing. No. Um, so Bob was sentenced to six life sentences, no parole, no death penalty. It was a fucking monster. Okay. Uh, he didn't want the public to think of him as a monster though. That was, he was more pissed. He was pissed at all the media attention, calling him Satanist and calling him a monster and stuff. So after his guilty plea, he did an interview with KCPT, Kansas City Public Television, like a PBS for Kansas City, basically. Um, on January 2nd, 1989, he said he wouldn't speak to the media during the holidays. He wanted to give the families of the victims uh, a nice holiday without all the fanfare. Like, they're going to have a shitty holiday, you piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. So, anyways, he, he wanted to wait till the new year because he wanted to be sensitive to the families of the victims. I'm just going to say, like, we could watch the Bob interview if you want we should watch a little bit so you can see him talk actually i will post all these videos on the actual episode later but he we should just see a little bit of him talk because he's a fucking meathead uh, mr Bedella, you're sitting here as a man who's going to spend the rest of his life in prison you've confessed to murder of six young men in this city and crimes that uh, horrified the city and much of the country you've confessed to in various degrees, felonious restraint, drugging people, sexually abusing them, torturing them, killing them, dismembering them. And until now, you've uh, refused all interviews. 
So in light of all those facts, I have to ask you, uh, why are you here? What is it you have to say to us? What is it you want to say about yourself in this case? Well, I've had the media clamoring to get interviews with me. Clamoring. And after I made my last pleas, I wanted to get at least part of my side of it out. I found it very hard to find any way to do that in Kansas City. The media has so biased my case, portraying me as being non-human, and their motivation what? is no separate from what the way I treated my victims. I treated them as something less than human, nothing more than a play toy or not a play object. This is what the media has done to me. It's dehumanized me so that it can believe, along with the public, that things like human sacrifice, set Satanism, demonic practices, are more believable than me being the neighbor next door who reached a point in his life where he could do monstrous acts. That's not the same thing as being a monster. Anyways, we could go on with the, but it's nine minutes long, but if you want to watch the rest, fine. He just, at the end of this, are you still there, Celeste? I feel bad if I'm, uh... That's fair. He, anyways, he, he basically says he feels bad for the victims because the radio jingle. He says that the police, it's their fault if they just would have caught him after Jerry because they they knew none of this would have happened. It's all your fault. He blames the police. Everybody but himself, basically. The media's fucking calling him a monster. He's not. He just did monstrous things. I'm a regular guy. Yeah. So after Bob's in jail, once he's in jail, he files bunch of lawsuits against the police the city media outlets for portrayal as a monster uh bob also sold his house to a local millionaire for approximately 60k um which is about i forgot how much it was nowadays i think it was two hundred fifty thousand dollars this time money uh, after bob paid his lawyer fees he used the rest of the money to set up a trust fund for his victims families uh, none of them wanted but some of them took uh which, what the fuck are you doing, Bob? Nobody wants your fucking money, you piece of shit. Uh, on October 8th, 1992, Bob died in prison at the age of 43 of a heart attack. At early age, too. Bob alleges, or before this, to the priest, which now he's talking to priests again, because that's the only guy who was nice to him, was a priest. Everybody else is calling him a monster, so now he's back to religion. And he's telling the priest that the prison officials were withholding his heart meds purposefully making him have a heart attack he was being murdered by the ceos that's basically what he was saying to the priest who later said that to media outlets uh later on the judge who presided over bob's case heard about this heart attack in prison and he said sarcastically he's quoted as saying couldn't have happened to a better guy that's a judge now um the ethical thing that i was going to bring up at the end of all this now hearing this whole bob story he's a fucking monster he's a piece of shit everything worst probably worst guy we've covered for sure that being said i know everybody wanted him to die all the victims families all the police wanted it but they couldn't do it without fucking just getting his more evidence should we be more pissed about these ceos not giving him his meds though it's alleged yeah. by him, and nobody really cared to look into it. After was that it was the, the irony that he killed people right. by overdosing them, and he was killed by not having medication? Yeah, that's not right. Yeah, I mean, that's 
That's a tough one because like, I feel like as a CEO, especially if you've been doing the job for a long time, you'd pro- probably be very tempted to not no, give a motherfucker well, I- like that his heart medication. No, he would have, they would have done it because he was completely insufferable. They would have hated dealing with him because he's still got that um, arrogance complex of thinking he's better than everybody else. They would have been like, this fucking tool. But I don't agree with it. I think they, I think even though he was going to spend the rest of his life in jail and it's a, it's a very, I, very slippery I, slope. I agree. I, I have so much Bob Burdell in my brain that I hate the guy so much, but like, What's the next thing? You just kill the guy that killed his wife, and then you go like the guy that raped a girl, and then you just start killing like the guys that jaywalked because mm. you don't like them. You know what I mean? Like fucking, it's a slippery slope. I, I that guy did not deserve to walk mm. the world. I agree, but man, oh man, if they were actually doing that, if that's alleged, like that's alleged, okay? There's no proof yeah. of that ever. Bob just said it. Yep. But like, if they did that, like you took you you became Bob. Yeah, I mean, if it if that you happened know, you, that way, that's fucked you became up. and that shouldn't like you that way. became Bob. Yeah, you did. You we became want. it. Well, there's the thing, right? He stays in jail for the rest of his life, and he dies, right? On the the chance is never zero, but on the off chance that he got out or somehow got out or someone somehow abused someone else, that's where it goes. Fuck, would it have just been better if they'd just taken it? No, for sure. This is it's Kansas. It's probably super religious. They're probably like, let's kill the faggy Satanist murderer off. No one's gonna care. And nobody did. Like, I I only care because I don't agree with doing that. But like I don't care that Bob Burdell's dead. I don't care. I couldn't give a shit if Bob Burdell is dead. I just I don't like the power that the COs have when you could just do that shit. Just I, I don't Yeah. Well, realistically, if, if if they did investigate it, that would be enough for me, right? Like if he died and he said in his interview before he died and then the priest told someone that meds were being withheld, if an investigation, yeah, if that's a, if that's if that prompted an inquiry, like if they actually did something, like who cares if he's dead, but let's actually yeah, check whether it, it happened or not. I think I'd be comfortable with that. Nah, it's just fl- because like, then they could flush do the toilet, something about let's it. Let's move on to the next shit. You know what I, I mean? think like, that that's... it's more likely that they withheld his meds because they didn't like that he was yeah, gay. That's not good. They withheld his meds because they didn't like that he killed a bunch of gay men. Or oh, definitely. I mean, gay the men. era that it was in, you know, all of those factors, the place, everything. It just created one big storm for this shit show. You're probably right. I, I, I feel like all of it combined helped to like the Satanism angle of it. Because they all believed he was a Satanist. And like going against, like being gay and murder doesn't help either. I think it's like a big combo of it all. Yeah. It would have been so much nicer to see Bob become someone's slave in jail for like 30 years. You know what I mean? Like you would have been someone's little bitch. And Bob would have been like reverse roles. It would have been so much more like you ruined that for everyone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, them killing them. Else. I don't even really care the morality of it. It's, like, fucked up, too. Yeah. But, like, you let him off easy, really, by doing that. Just dying of a heart attack is not... He compared what the media was doing to him to what he did to his victims. And it's like, do you not think that you deserve that? Like, you clearly deserve everything the media is giving you, if that's how you feel about it. I think I think he did get famous because of what you're saying about why they killed him. I think he was gay. No. no it wasn't... They already had a gay guy eating people. You know, they already had a gay oh, guy yeah. like filling that like role. Like, what's Burdell is just 
it's just so brutal and boring. It's the same shit over and over. Just gets more and more intense. It's not like like fucking Dahmer was making art. You know, he was making a throne. He was doing crazy shit. Like it got way wilder. Gacy had thirty three little kids, like little guys. That's a yeah. lot more than six. So like, I can see why those ones got more of the attention. Plus, it was like, I don't know, Gacy already happened. Dahmer already happened. If he would happen before those two, it might have. I just think he was just. It was serial killer mania. It was like a like a Marvel movie now. Like relax, we don't need any more Marvel movies. Chill out. No one's going to watch. Yeah. And no, and nobody's interested in see. No one's as interested in the remake as they are in the original when it first comes out, right? Yeah. Like so, this, this guy literally, if he'd been born, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, wouldn't have happened. If he'd been born later, he would have had the internet and never gotten to this point. But if he'd been born earlier and <laughs> hit the media circuit before the serial killer craze, then he potentially could have mm-hmm. been a bit more of a pioneer and had more clout. Exactly. <laughs> he's a celebrity because he's a serial killer. He would have been a local celebrity, which means he would have gotten perks. For example, the media coming to visit him, etc. People <laughs> would have wanted to be on his side and his friend, and he would have been leading the gang <laughs> and raped other prisoners. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. I just, I think it's just like, yeah. uh, it's it's so bad that it's not, he has no charisma, right? Like, that's what I said off the bat. I don't think he's like, mm. he's like, why do you bitch? Even in that interview, if you watch that whole interview, if anybody goes through. Maybe it comes down to, as well as yeah. that, as well as his timing, maybe it just comes down to that lack of charisma and intelligence. Yeah, he's like, just not like, but. If, if he'd been born earlier and done it before, he would have been interesting enough that people would get past his lack of charisma and that they're not really interested in him as a person because of the fascination with it. But they'd already just had someone who did exactly what he was doing. He's looked very whiny, but he's not getting – because even even if he had reacted in aggression um, and become really like like dug his heels in, um, that would create more interest – than being a whiner. I think the way they like listening to him talking that interview, no one's going to sit there and listen. But if someone was, if he stood up and was like, no, I have every right to do this, blah, 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 blah. People have that sort of outrage and disgust reaction. Whereas you get annoyance um, from the whining. Yeah. I was just thinking that he was like, they said all this mean stuff about me that then he went through. Yeah. yeah that was he wasn't- a poor word choice. Yeah, that was not honestly. Great. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't gonna confess to anything. He was just gonna be quiet, not say a fucking word until he figured out that if I plead guilty right now, I won't get the death penalty. He was. That's the. So he did that, and then he wasn't gonna even say anything about the other ones, and then they fucking cornered him with it. So he had the plan of just being like, "I'm not saying shit to no one." But he went against his own plan. And then he wasn't saying anything to anybody. And when he was in jail for the sodomy charge, he started talking to the psychiatrist in the hospital or in the jail. And that I believe was a woman, I forget her name, but she made him feel comfortable enough to like talk about it. He even says, like, I'm only here after talking to what's her name. I think it was a lady, I can't remember her name. Uh, made me feel more comfortable about all this because he was like. So that's what I mean. He was whining about, like, as if they caught me. Like, anyways, he's just such a fucking. But even even keeping silent he's... would have been more of a more of an outrageous reaction because if he was like folded arms, like, well, I'm not going to tell you anything. Like, if he kept that control of power and said, "I'm not going to tell you anything," that still would have created more outrage that he would have been paid more attention to. It's the fact that he would. 
spoke yeah, to this think... psychiatrist and then started becoming a whiny little bitch. I don't think I don't think Bob could have done that. I, I don't <laughs> honestly, Bob's too like I'm better than everyone. You could just see his smarminess in this fucking interview. He he eventually <laughs> would have been like, that's not how it happened. Look at my stamps. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Read my notations. Yeah. BF buttfuck. BF buttfuck. CF yeah. parent fuck. God, you guys are so <laughs> stupid. It's literally shorthand. Why do I have to do everything around here myself? Yeah. That's the other thing. They had all his journals. They eventually would have figured that out. Like they, yeah. he had written Pearson on the pages. They would have eventually. Yeah, I mean, like, it was CF. I don't know what that means. Come face probably. And like, why is this carrot full of shit? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like. Yeah, it would happen eventually. But. Yeah, it was it was he's, definitely he's brutal. Gross. Anyways, I'm sorry I had to do that to you guys. That's the worst one. Yeah, no, oh, this is this is a gross one. It's definitely the worst we've done. I think it's um the way it ended, and I think his reactions in it, and the context of which it all happened, is extremely interesting. Like, what, what in his like? I reckon if he had stayed alive, I like I'm really. He really did think that what the media did to him was as bad as what he did to those people. He really did think that. Oh, for sure. I, that's that's what kind of guy he was. He totally thought he was like the cops. If Hard they just would have caught me. Yeah. If it wasn't for all your cops, incompetence, man. I left my diary at a book. I left my diary at the bus stop one day when I went down to get cigarettes from a sex slave. And you guys had it. And you couldn't even work out the fucking the writing. It's all your fault because you guys are dumb shits and I'm far better than you. They kept selling me rubber mallets. You know, the fucking hardware store knows I'm going to kill someone with a rubber mallet. Bonk. Yeah. Come on. What else? <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Unethical Podcast. If you're not in the Facebook group, stop being such a silly goose and come find us at Unethical, the official unethical podcast group. If you find you just can't handle the anticipation until the next episode, then it's a great time to join our Patreon, where we have a ton of extra unethical content, and of course, our brother podcast, Private Dicks. And in case you didn't hear the good news, Private Dicks is now Public Dicks. Every two weeks, an episode of Season 1 will drop wherever you eat your podcasts, and our lucky Patreon patrons are literally living in the future, listening to new episodes from Season 2. On the fence about it? Have a listen to the trailer and see what you think. If you've got a case, big or small, give the private dicks a call. And yes, the phone number is real. Enjoy! Have you got a mystery that needs solving? Where is Amelia Earhart? We know. Who the hell was D.B. Cooper? Bah! Easy. Bermuda Triangle? Probably solve that one next. Here at Private Dicks, we guarantee a mystery solved every episode. That's with a capital G. Every second Friday, the Private Dicks take a client, record their session, and solve the world's greatest mysteries. One by one. Private Dicks solve them, no problem. God, I love just crushing mysteries. Search up Private Dicks on your favorite podcatcher, and you can solve a mystery too. The mystery of what's your favorite podcast? It's Private Dicks. Another one solved. If you have a mystery to be solved, call 1-855-PRVTDIX. That's 1-855-PRIVATE-DICKS. Call 1-855-PRIVATE-DICKS and leave us the rundown of the case. Maybe the dicks will solve it. It's 855-PRIVATE-DICKS. 
because I'm straight when it comes to humans, but fucking gay from old people. <laughs> <laughs>